Do you think a windscreen would help? <laughs> Honey, could you work on your pop screen skills, please? I'm a guy that suddenly got a piece of technology and want, wants to advise everyone else on it. Right, yeah. And it's, I'm just sound like an idiot because everyone's had them for years. And I'm like, what a pop screen help. <laughs> no, we're making chili. Gobble, gobble, or as they say about ear and loathing, gobbledygook. <laughs> Who says that? Your aunt? <laughs> it's a bunch of gobbledygook, Damon. <laughs> you tell me the truth, son. <laughs> what are you guys saying? It doesn't make any sense. This is a, our Thanksgiving episode, our quasi-Thanksgiving episode. We didn't put too much effort into it because we're busy Gitmo bros. But this is episode 36 of Ear and Loathing with some Thanksgiving mirth. On the day that it drops, I'm assuming you're listening to this the moment it drops, like everybody else on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting with bated breath. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, uh, uh, hold the turkey, mom. Ear and loathing's on. Uh, <laughs> you come sit down at the table and stop listening to ear and loathing. We're having a family meal. Sometimes people set a, a place for Elijah. Uh, and, and, and in all of your case, uh, uh, America, I'd like, I, I assume that you've set three places for the Gitmo Bros. Exactly. Table. Symbolically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if we're orphans this year and aren't with family? Can we eat with yours? <laughs> yeah. Save us some shit. Make us a plate. We'll come over. Make us a plate. <laughs> I hope you carved out, pardon the pun, I hope you carved out some time to to uh, spin the Victor Lundberg record for your kids. <laughs> While dinner is on. <laughs> Just keep playing it. Shake up those martinis and just let it rip. And don't forget the ham. Don't forget the ham. It's the Victor Go Pack. Martinis and ham. <laughs> That's what Victor has in his go bag. You can roll at any time. At any, when the Ruskies bomb us, he's going to be good to go. You want any bread with that, Dad? No. Just the ham. I will say, though, that, like, y'all were fucking around, but you know who made the raddest fucking uh, uh, bomb shelter in the neighborhood was Vic. You no, know he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, that he did. Psh, cured meats. Uh, his own whiskey still. <laughs> He's got you know. all the issues, like, completely up-to-date stock issues of boys' life and, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, the John Birch Society newsletter. <laughs> Poor Richard's Almanac. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking asshole reads that, by the way? Poor Richard's Almanac. Fucking shut Farmer's up. Almanac. Um, Just sitting around way, saying dumb shit. His, um, his Disney and Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> you know that he's got that, too. You know that he does. A hand crank Victorola. Victor, hey, there you go. Victorola. Thank you. All right, go All right. ahead, Damon. So, yeah, guess who's talking to me right now? Oh, no one. We like to call him the media darling of ear and loathing, but you know him as... George White, and I'm ready for a journey into music and mirth. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, buckle up there, George, because we have plenty of that oh, coming boy. your way. And also, calling in from the North Star, he's my North Star. 
He's George's North Star, and he's Vic Lundberg's North Star. Say hello. Baringa! Turns out it is cool being a jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) It's not cool being a jive turkey. In 48 hours, what is that? Yeah. no, uh, That's trading, trading places. places. Trading places when he's in jail. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Quarter blood technique, right. <laughs> <sighs> so speaking of great lines uh, about Thanksgiving, I, I did cue this one up. Give This This is about, I don't know, maybe 25 seconds or so. Let this one uh, roll around in your brain a little bit. Here we go. Marinate. Yep. Hey, have you noticed that you never seem to get laid much on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I think it's because all the coats are on the bed. <laughs> Little George Carlin for you. <laughs> one of the I best like the things. Applause break. The applause spread. Just <laughs> right. He timed that one perfectly. That's our George. <laughs> all right. So, um, another person we have to ch- check in with who uh, actually went out and caught our turkey for us and chopped its head off because that's, <laughs> that's how he rolls. Is it Ted Nugent? ted actually shot it with a crossbow and then this fellow went ahead and picked it up and and you know pulled the feathers out and and chopped it up for us and i think he's just finished washing his hands uh with lava and he's he's uh welcoming us to thanksgiving here say hello you hillbilly son of a bitch hi there welcome to kibitz corner all right well as you know Lads, I am in the torture chamber today. Happened to fall on Thanksgiving episode. That means I am in control of Kibitz Corner today. And I prepared a little something uh, that, that we... I don't know. Do they celebrate Thanksgiving in Germany? I don't know. Uh, no pilgrims, no. 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 <laughs> yeah! Yeah, <laughs> All right, how about a little Thanksgiving-themed brackets? Love it. Hey, Aaron, I got to ask a question. Do you, during that, are, are, is, is it on Damon's recording? Are you in the background? Are you going, brackets? No, I also say it. Okay. No, I, <laughs> it always well, sounds I a do. little different to me, and I'm like, does he have a bunch of versions of this? No, I say, I, I don't really say brackets. I say, get my, I yell out, get my bros. Get my bros. <laughs> Get to the, yeah. So yeah, I uh, just finished putting this this brackets together about twelve minutes ago. So let's see how it goes. What we are going to determine today, amongst the Gitmo Bros, the number one rockers forever, are going sure. to determine what is exactly the biggest bummer about Thanksgiving. The mm. biggest Thanksgiving bummer. I already have an answer, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is based on pretty much nothing except out of uh, the demented brain of your pal Damon. So go with it, and, and I bet you even like some of the stuff that come to mind that you that that bug you or you know kind of throw you off about Thanksgiving, they might fall under one of these categories. So go ahead and uh, hold your thoughts. We'll we'll take questions at the end, but let's uh, let's get through these and see if we don't line up somewhere. All right, let's do it. Yeah, biggest bummers. About Thanksgiving. Yeah, the biggest bummer of about Thanksgiving. We're going to narrow it down in a bracket session to the number one. Um, and of course, these are going to come from departments. Where else would they come from? So, number one, from the reliable disappointment department. 
<laughs> the depressing hand turkey, where you you know you you use your hand oh. in, in elementary school to draw a turkey, which I think gives marginal kids a false hope that they actually have artistic talent. <laughs> and also, I would like to comment on what about those kids with missing fingers or have a hook for a hand? Right. Well, you know, they can't really participate like the other kids. I just thought that was that wasn't really fair and. Like, oh, look, who didn't win the turkey drawing contest this year? Little Cheryl with that hand birth defect. (laughs) I'm different. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In the wrong way. Hand turkey V. Yeah, so hand turkey V. And I'm just going to say it so we can put an end to this ruse. Cranberry sauce sucks. It does. 100%. Okay. I don't care if it's fresh homemade. I don't care if it's your grandma's recipe. I don't care if I just have nostalgia for the canned stuff. And I don't care if you have the original pilgrims from the Mayflower recipe that they served at the first Thanksgiving. Can we put an end to this farce, please? Cranberry sauce sucks. Okay? So mm-hmm. it's depressing hand turkey versus cranberry sauce. Cranberry 100% is the worst. No, I'm yelling from the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 the thing about me and cranberry sauce is that I, I like two bites of it, and then I'm completely done. So, like, if like, I, I and I really have no time in my life for uh, for the hand turkey. But I don't have kids, so you know. I mean, maybe I would be. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'll split it. And I mean, I, Damon's already told us in a very wink martindale style uh how he feels about it <laughs> i don't even know why we do this uh but uh, uh i'm saying that uh it's the uh uh hand puppet is worse the, hand, I don't the depressing hand turkey versus yeah. oh so i get to break this tie you already have kind of i have well how, how how's you so? exclaimed cranberry sauce sucks as loud as you <laughs> oh, but I actually, well you know truth is i don't know how much you hate the hand puppet so uh, uh yeah go 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 and decide yeah. please I thought I gave the proper disclaimer that I just wrote this about 12 minutes ago, and I really <laughs> I'm making this up as I go along. Okay, so let me think about this. The 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 depressing hand, possibly exclusionary for kids who don't have a right. full hand, right? versus the cranberry sauce that sucks in any form. The evil that is cranberry sauce. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with cranberry sauce. I'm, I'm, I'm going with cranberry sauce. Da-da-da. Sorry, Aaron. Okay. Number two, brackets, determining the most, the biggest bummer of Thanksgiving. From the Horn of Plenty My Ass Department, <laughs> there are no Thanksgiving songs. The only well-known Thanksgiving song is Over the River and Through the Wood. It's wood, not woods, people. And it was originally a poem. It wasn't even a song. It was put to music. So then I dug a little deeper. I did do research before my 12 minutes ago. There's um, Thanksgiving song for kids. They're, they don't exist. The only ones that you could get that I could find, which like a, if you're playing Thanksgiving songs for your second graders, it's the Turkey Hokey Pokey, which is a, just a repurposed Hokey Pokey song. The Baby Shark Thanksgiving, which is also repurposed. And also sounds like a page out of the Bobby Boris Pickett playbook, which is just like, <laughs> <laughs> I got a thing. I'm just going to run with it. Did it smell like cocktail onions? <laughs> <laughs> If you're thankful and you know it, which is another repurposed song, and something called Albuquerque Turkey, which I don't even want, didn't want to even look at, and then the adult why it, ones. Why does anybody need to sing anything? Who? What, well, who holidays have songs. You know, like Christmas has songs, and you know, Easter yeah. has songs, and everything. I was a kid for like 13, 14 years, and never once yeah. did I sing 
uh, anything. No, I didn't at, even. At well, I, I didn't know over the hill and through the wood was a turkey. Yeah, I always thought that was a fucking. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought, well, you guys are making my point for me. It's a I holiday it with no fucking songs. Who gives a rip? Okay, <laughs> I just well, thought of one though. So turkey mash. We did the turkey mash, the turkey mash, the mashed potatoes were a smash. <laughs> wow. And so then the adult songs that they that are on offer, just gratitude and thank you songs like Thanking the Good Lord by Merle Haggard and Thank You for Loving Me by Oh No One Buns. And also think about what music are you listening to on Thanksgiving? It's Christmas music. They don't play Thanksgiving music. It's always, they always start the Christmas music on Thanksgiving. And I, I realize it's like banging your old lady, but you're looking forward to later that night when you hook up with your guma. <laughs> okay. So, so something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got number one or the first one in this category is no, no Thanksgiving songs. And this is kind of for kids, but also for adults. There's no goddamn presents on Thanksgiving. There's no gift exchange or anything. That makes it a second tier holiday at best. Okay, so we've got no presents versus no music. Where do you guys stand? Hmm, that's a tough one. Cause both. I feel like you're just making up problems. I don't miss <laughs> either of those two things. I don't know. This is on, it just sounds like it's a list of your grievances. It's, it uh, is. He said it was out of his head. Wait, let uh, me check. Right. Let me check my paperwork. Oh yeah, it's my kibitz corner. Yeah, you it know, is. Sure you want to include anybody? There's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of shit I ate. Uh, I don't know. I, go ahead, George. Uh, enjoy, enjoy, and I'll. I'll uh, uh, I later. think I'm going to. I think I'm going to go with the music because I have wondered that, and and also as a, as an extra to this, I've always wondered why there's no Thanksgiving decorations. There's no decorations either. So that kind of presence, but I'm gonna stick with music. The music, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people. Kids get like people are giving people five bucks and stuff like that. On Thanksgiving, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I th- you know sometimes people get gifts. I don't know. <laughs> what kind of Rockefeller <laughs> family did you grow up in? A gourd, a gourd, or something. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree no that there isn't any music. I agree that there isn't any music. So uh, I guess there's no music. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so that's both. That you guys are on music, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. There we go. Okay, this is from the Yeah But Still department. (laughs) My favorite department. This is a... Okay, now we really are getting into my rants about Thanksgiving. I think Aaron's right, actually. For once, this is a holiday based on cruelty, gluttony, lies, and eventual genocide. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! Versus, okay, you get to see your family. But on the flip side, you have to see your family. So what is worse, the lie that is Thanksgiving and the cruelty and the gluttony, or you have to see your family? It'd be funny to to take the to say that you're more into the genocide than you are <laughs> your own family. Yeah, I really don't want to see you know, you know Uncle Uncle Steve. For, well, for some people, like their family is based on cruelty, gluttony, lies, and genocide. So you know, right. yeah, it can go either know. way. It's, yeah, it's genocide's worse. Genocide's <laughs> worse. Uh, the worst family member is still better than uh, uh, raping and pillaging a, a once beautiful land. There you people. go. <laughs> Where do you stand, George? Well, it's, you know, I, I'm almost, I'm almost, uh, t- almost uh, attracted to being a contrarian, saying yeah to genocide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the you hell? Would. Yeah, you well, would. And, and not really the genocide, the lie. Yeah, to the lie. Yeah, let's embrace it. I mean, you know. The, most holidays are lies. So, yeah, let's embrace it. I'm going to say family's worse. 
You decide, Damon. Okay, so you're you're on the side of the big bigger bummer is family. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's on the genocide side. <laughs> the genocide. <laughs> That's right. Uh let's see. At least one family member of mine listens to this podcast. <laughs> so uh I'm gonna go with genocide as the bigger bummer. Yeah! Yeah, genocide wins. <laughs> In your face, George! <laughs> Damn it! Turn in my genocide lie card. <laughs> okay, next, Brakits from the Who Are These People department. The hard truth that you coexist with actual human beings who will go to Black Friday sales, or the hard truth that you coexist with actual human beings who will watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Who are these people? That's what uh, Columbus said when he showed up. He's like, I'm pretty sure this is Indian, right? Nice. Got it on awful nice here. I thought it would be warmer. (laughs) Fucking punk. They said I'd Um, fall off the edge of the earth. (laughs) And there'd be uh, dragons in the ocean. So what'd you say? You said Black Friday uh, maniacs V Versus Thanksgiving, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade maniacs. Okay. George, go ahead. Uh, I am a uh, I'm absolute one hundred percent parade hater of any kind of parade. I do not love a parade. Ooh, I don't okay. give a shit about the bigger the band, the bigger the boom. Nothing. I fuck parades. <laughs> what the hell did you just say? Yeah, <laughs> is that parades. a saying? You heard the bigger me. the band, the bigger the boom. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I love a par- the song. I love a parade. Um, the bigger the band, the bigger the boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't love uh, a parade. <laughs> I would say that the 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 worst parade. I mean, unless it's like you know the Klan or something, is still <laughs> is still better. It's still uh, better than people running over uh, uh, elderly elderly women uh, to get uh, you know some gauze A beanie beds. baby or something. Yeah, yeah. fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> nice callback to whatever. What is that? Nineteen ninety? No, eighty something. Beanie baby. <laughs> Damon's been PO'd about that since then. Yeah. Since what? Nineteen eighty six or whatever that was. I hope I someday I'll have a forum friend. so that I could t- to yell about Beanie Babies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. This is a tough one for me because I think the parade people. I don't get who would after. How many decades of parades have we seen? It's like fireworks to me. Like right. they haven't improved them at all. No, in the decades we've been watching them, so this is kind of boring. Same with parades. Like I've seen floats. You know, I'm kind right. of done with floats. Uh, there's probably a bigger chance, though, that that people are going to seriously injure or perhaps even kill themselves at Black Friday going for a, you know, a flat screen TV or something. It happens. So yeah, it happens. So I'm on the side of that though. I want to eliminate those people from the gene pool. <laughs> Therefore, I'm rude I come down on the side of the Macy's Day parade. Boo! Meaning Yay. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question. You yes. two assholes are from Pasadena. Have you ever been to the Rose Parade? <laughs> Yeah, I got arrested yeah. as a as a youth yeah. there once. I, I got, I got drinking. Everybody, every boy worth his salt gets gets uh, almost arrested or actually arrested. I got pushed around by a cop, uh, and you know it happens. It fucking and, happens. And, and you guys, you guys went the night before to cause trouble and look for girls. And sure. Get drunk so and, what? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I like it. I, I think it's great. I, I was stoned out of my balls. No, I think that part's. I think that part's great. I went to it maybe <laughs> once. I went to it once maybe. 10 years ago and it was awful yeah, it's <laughs> getting there's awful sitting there's awful it's cold. it's awful <laughs> <laughs> at least you guys had fun and caused trouble i i i applaud you for uh for getting uh getting rousted by the cops <laughs> what you do actually is you sleep overnight on 
what right. would that be? Orange Grove Boulevard. Yeah. And the the I had the last laugh, even though I was thrown in the drunk tank at 17 or something, because <laughs> what happened was they just called my mom because I was under 18. I didn't have to go to jail. Mm-hmm. They just called my mom. She came and picked me up. She wasn't happy, of course. That wasn't a pleasant ride home. But all my dumb uh, family members and friends just had to sleep out in the cold <laughs> on Orange exactly. Boulevard, and you I slept in my bed. <laughs> I was all like freshly showered and stuff when they when they kind of straggled in the next morning, <laughs> drinking hot cocoa. <laughs> you 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 were fresh out of jail, California, dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so for the next brackets from the Sword of Damocles department. Knowing you still have to do all your Xmas shopping, because I know not only the Gitmo bros, but our listeners are all procrastinators, or knowing four days off your thankless soul-crushing job still isn't enough to silence the voices that whisper in your head, do it, just do it, go to the darkness, the darkness is peaceful. So what's worse? So I don't say what? The, the so the, part. What's the second part? I don't know. The maniac? You, that you're a maniac? A closet maniac? That you want to kill you yourself. Have, your job you makes you do. want to kill yourself. So what's worse? That you that you still... Ha- the realization that you still have to go to back to work, even after four days. That's how horrible oh, your okay. job is. I was is. making the connection. Okay. okay I just wrote I this it. 12 minutes ago. Give me okay, a break. but... Well, I'm trying to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, you haven't done your Christmas shopping. Number two, you have to go back to your job. Is it okay. which it's a is a ton worse. of time at that point to do Christmas shopping? You got a fucking ton of time in the world of fucking Amazon. That take you can do it all in a fucking in a in a fucking commercial break. Well, um, now I know why Aaron's gifts to me always suck. <laughs> well, your birthday's on top China. of Christmas, so yeah, you don't get Amazon. shit. <laughs> I give you a hand turkey <laughs> and some cranberry sauce. Yeah, and your mouth and shut. Tickets to the Rose Parade, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't know. I think that. Uh, 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 it's not enough not enough time off okay fair enough george uh christmas shopping still to do or uh knowing you have to go back to work on monday knowing you have to go back to work because it, it always pisses me off everyone kind of pretends they're going to do something you never can really get anything done around this time and <clears throat> so it just yeah going back to work okay uh both are very good answers but i get really stressed out and bummed out uh, thinking about Christmas shopping, so that wins. Okay, but wait, didn't he but and it's I both against vote, you? He and I just both oh, voted. He and for, I agree. We oh, voted. Really? We voted for going back yeah. to work. It's nice you that vo- you feel that way, but it don't mean shit. Oh wait, oh so you both said going back to work? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. All right, work sucks. <laughs> work wins. Um, let's see. From the don't get cute department, the annual presidential turkey pardon. Which to me is a ritual so stupid and cutesy that I didn't even give it the dignity of looking it up. (laughs) Versus some jagoff suggesting you go around the table or even worse, a Zoom meeting and let everyone know what you're thankful for. It's such a showboaty bunch of bullshit. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, I think that uh, honestly, as stupid, you're right. As, As wildly stupid, like the most powerful man or woman in the world forced to go through that dopey exercise is still... That's it's still cooler than, all right, let's all, you know, forcing everybody to focus up and say that glad handy bullshit. I, I think it's dumb. So you think uh, the, yeah, the, I the, think the, what you're thankful telling for people is, what you're yeah. thankful for is, is yeah. worse than the presidential the, turkey pardon. <laughs> there's, there's always, even if the world is fucking humming along perfect, it's astounding to me that the president takes a, a moment to entertain <laughs> that notion. 
It's so a, insane. It's it should have gone out with Eisenhower. You're right. It's just <laughs> it's in a crazy world of politics. Like this is it's a so charade. Yeah. Imagine just explaining that to somebody, going like, "What?" Like if somebody had no idea what you're talking about. Wait, what? Right. Like like I said, I, I didn't even look it up because I don't want to know. I don't want to no. put that information in my brain. <laughs> well, and does a turkey have a great life to go back to anyway? I mean, no. Well, next year they're gonna they're gonna chop his <laughs> head off. Follow too. him along. Yeah. Follow him along. Like what happens to him later. All right, so George, did you did you give an answer on this one yet? I don't know. I'm still I'm still thinking because I do I do fucking hate it. I, it just never really happened to me. But the you know Uncle Todd would fucking get in everyone's attention. Ding ding ding, and you know you kind of would say, right, "Let's go around the room and everyone say what we're thankful for." And you're just trying. And don't be ding 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 guy either. Yeah, by yeah, the way, just yeah. <laughs> Can I everyone's don't attention, fucking please? ding ding ding. <laughs> fucking stop you, it, Uncle with Todd. That. Just you know, no. <laughs> so. I think that's worse. I think that's worse than the presidential pardon. Yeah. 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 Like Zoom meetings and, and, and family get-togethers are awkward enough that you don't have to throw that in as well. So I think we all agree. The Gitmo bros are on the same uh, same team for this one. So the thankful is the winner. Mm-hmm. Thankful dickheads. Okay. So from the... What are we in 1975 with these bygone TV offerings department? <laughs> we have shitty football every Thanksgiving. Go Lions. You, Thanks, you either, Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah. You would have the Cowboys. I, I did look this up, lads. They are their their uh all-time record on Thanksgiving is 31-21 and 1, so you have a decent chance of seeing the Cowboys win, which is not good for anybody. And with the Lions game, you have a decent chance of seeing the Lions play. <laughs> okay, so you one one option here is shitty football versus the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, which oh, is right. it's a sloppy seconds Chaz Brown offering at best, and it's that depressing music. What's that? The, oh, the, yeah, you I get sad by the music. Me, I hate that music. Yeah, because you you just hate Vince Guaraldi in general, or yeah, it's atonal and depressing. Yeah, you get sad. You you used to just cry on your rope when it when I came oh, on. Well, that implies that implies I had a TV to watch it. I just, <laughs> I, I just knew it was happening. I heard tell. <laughs> um, so anyway, just a, a few little quick factoids. It's the third holiday special following that and the, the Great Pumpkin, but it's the it's the tenth overall Charlie Brown special, which means there were nine better ideas before they got to this fluff. Okay, so the, this is like a totally a sloppy seconds idea. So you've got shitty football versus Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. No Barry Sanders. Uh, I'm not interested. I think the uh, bullshit specials are worse. The Charlie Brown? The fact, yeah. Yeah. I think that those TV specials are dumber. Okay, George. I, I don't give a fuck about the TV specials. I, I didn't even I know there's a Thanksgiving special, but I don't I couldn't tell you anything about it. I don't know how many times I've seen it. And. Any football is better than no football because otherwise you have to sit around and talk to people and uh, more awkward after and everyone, you know, lays around. Oh, that was such a good meal. Shut up. <laughs> so you're sitting their belt. I got to loosen my belt. It, it's oh. weird to, it's weird for uncle George to be sitting there power drinking through a animated kid special too. So it's, <laughs> it's better to power drink in front of football. You have right, to answer fewer questions. At least it's a, it's something. It's, it's something. So I, I'm going to go with, with Charlie Brown's worst. That's what I said. So, so you guys, agree, are, guys are both agree, saying Charlie Brown yeah. Thanksgiving special is yeah. worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Charlie Brown it is. And finally, from the friend, uh, with friends like these department, you know, those straggler friends who don't have anywhere to go on Thanksgiving. 
you know, fair enough. There may be a few of them who are, you know, like from out of town and they can't get home for the holiday. But isn't there a whole bunch of other ones who just didn't get an invitation anywhere? You know what I'm saying? Like, do the math there, Carl. You know, you get, don't nobody want you. Yeah. It's time for some self inventory, Carl, if you know what I mean. We don't have enough money for a ticket this year, honey. Sorry. <laughs> I just t- 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 buy, buy Carl a, a, a Target card and tell him to get himself some soup and stay out of my business. <laughs> soup. Right. Can I have one Carl free event, please, this year? Go, go get some wild rice soup from Byerly's, right, Aaron? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we've got straggler friends. Uh, versus those assholes who invite you over and then show off doing some kind of extreme sports version of turkey preparation. And wow. I like deep frying or an outdoor open pit barbecue in a blizzard or my personal favorite, a turducken. Yeah. Turducken assholes are definitely on my enemies list. Go ahead. Weirdo Aaron. Carl lurking around is, is less likely. I mean, unless he's a, a psycho as less likely to cause uh, the house to burn down <laughs> than, than old weird Harold all drunk and then lighting and then forgetting that there's displacement that takes place when you drop a turkey <laughs> into burning oil. <laughs> huh? It's a beer can turkey. Shut up. <laughs> right. Yeah, those guys. Exactly. Yeah, fuck. All right. So we've got weird Carl friend straggler versus the extreme sports turkey guy. Yeah, I would take the danger, dangerous of turkey is, is worse. Yeah, I, I'm not a turkey fan to start with. So making it weirder pisses me off. Always worse. <laughs> Even and, 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 and there's certainly been plenty of Thanksgiving where the Carl guy is is weird enough that he provides plenty of entertainment and yeah. kind of breaks up some of this the family shit where he just starts playing the piano while he's drunk. And you're like, <laughs> oh, God, I'm just thinking of things that happened to me. Yeah, just... It depends on what pills you're on, and then Carl could be enjoyable. Right. Yeah, we, we, we always had, um, there's always one one relative, and she always brought, just it, in the, it was always almost safe position, like, relative and, quote, scummy boyfriend, always. Yeah. Every he always had a handlebar. He always had a handlebar like mustache. Yeah. This is the seventies. Just like, and his name was like Carl always or something like that. And he, and and George, know. it was always it was always like kind of like the idea was presented as he doesn't have anywhere else to go for Thanksgiving, right? Right. He's a great guy, and he's a great guy. You guys yeah. really love him. And it's like you've already forgotten the guy from last year who was the same <laughs> guy but a different guy. <laughs> and he's the one that got drunk and played the piano, and it's just embarrassing. Right. Last year's drifter was buried out in the uh, in the yard. <laughs> there, there was there was another guy. There was another guy that came, and he just um he used to be a rocker, and he just kept getting drunker and drunker, and kept looking at me and going, "Hey, you want to party with Chris Holmes from Wasp? I know Chris Holmes. You want to party with him?" <laughs> like, yeah, like- yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Eddie Van Halen. Do you want to party with him? <laughs> <sighs> So, There's a lot of those. So you guys are both falling on the on the. Uh, oh no, Aaron said the guy's going to burn down the house, and George well, I, is on. I, I, I'm with the turkey guy too. I because those guys. Were oh, he provides the entertainment, to, right, right? It's right, entertaining, right. yeah. Right. Okay. Yes, yeah, so extreme sports turkey wins. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so now we got through the the first round. Let's let's uh, let's do the head to head brackets. We have cranberry sauce versus no Thanksgiving songs. Oh. I, I'll yeah, go for George. sauce. Sauce. I, I hate the sauce. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll stick with. I'll stick that. I don't know songs. I guess. I'm going to go with sauce. Just because. Yay! 
Yay! All right. So we have genocide and lies versus parades. <laughs> genocide. I, I hate parades way worse. Parades. <laughs> Fuck parades. Up to you. I know. You say you're saying a par, uh, parade versus genocide. Okay. Let's see. Well, in a normal universe, a well-adjusted person would say genocide. <laughs> right, but not here. But not here. <laughs> not, not on ear and loathing. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, you know, all that stuff is depressing as it is. happened a long time ago, and parades are still happening to this day. So, let's go parade! Yay, parades yeah. win! <laughs> all right, we have going back to work on Monday versus the guy who wants to say what everybody's thankful for. That guy. Way worse. Yeah, thankful guy. Thankful guy. Thankful guy. guy. Yeah. Thankful guy it is. I don't think I can disagree, but the problem is you... by the way, you could just fucking call in sick that Monday if you really wanted to. That's true. But there's no way to... There's no way when he's going, excuse me, ding, ding, ding. (laughs) How's everybody's Thanksgiving? (laughs) My... My uncle Jerry, uh, he deep fried a turkey in like uh, jalapenos, <laughs> and uh, it's just still with me. I can't come in. <laughs> started my sister's new boyfriend Carl on fire. <laughs> uh, okay, so next round is uh, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving versus Extreme Sports Turkey Guy. Charlie Brown, Extreme Sports Turkey Guy. Okay, let's see. Yeah, I think extreme sports turkey guy. Okay. All right. So we're coming down the home stretch here, lads. Brock eats next round. Cranberry sauce versus uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We are doing the biggest bummer of Thanksgiving. It's a tough one for me. You go first, Aaron, because I hate them both. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm less interested in a parade. Although, although the last two two Rose Bowls ago, Amy and I turned it on, and we were just watching, and I was sort of ba- vaguely paying attention, <laughs> and right in the like some band, and here it is, the Tahunga High School Mennonites coming down here, there, there they are, aren't they something? And, and one chick just nosed all over Colorado Boulevard, just <laughs> <laughs> while she was while it's she was nerves. playing trumpet, while she was playing trumpet. Oh, Ooh. God. <laughs> oh. she came out. The- did it come yeah, out the bell? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, imagine, like, the rest of her squad's got to walk through her gnaws. Right, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. That's entertaining. Isolated incident, but. So I would say I would still say that that's what any parade at all, the idea of parades is worse than any having cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce, yeah. But, okay. You know. I'm going to agree because if I had to eat cranberry sauce, I could take a couple bites and be polite. But the fucking rigmarole it takes to go to a parade and sit there and... I'd rather eat a whole fucking can of cranberry sauce. So <laughs> I cannot argue with you guys. I think cranberry sauce is horrible, but you know, uh, you guys win that round. We've got thankful guy versus extreme turkey guy. Wow, that's tough. That's Oof, the toughest one yet. It is tough. Shit. Hmm. Well, like the thankful guy makes me care less what careless turkey oil man does because it's like <laughs> fuck it burn it down i don't care <laughs> you know there's a chance that there's a chance that 
when when extreme sports turkey guy makes it might be good there's not a good one but there's a chance it might be yeah, good no, it's, it's possible. and, and, and yeah, the no, thankful he, guy's never going to be good that's no, always going to be irritating I'll always be annoyed at him yeah yeah no george is right george is right 100% yeah my argument and i'm i'm with you guys 100% is you know work sucks enough do we can we have to do these little games you know where yeah. you know it's just the sharing games like we're in, in kindergarten yeah totally it is it's very it's very What'd you do on your summer vacation? Yeah. What am I, well, five? And, and do you guys remember, too, I just recalled in sort of the same thing, there was also the, um, it, as soon as the cordless phone was invented, it was, let's pass the phone around every, everyone say hello to Aunt Helen, who couldn't <laughs> oh. be here. And it's 12 people. And everyone can hear your conversation. Oh, yeah. See, it's I can just, kind of imagine, like, if somebody is, like, you know, like, later on in the night when the lads are, are, are you know, getting getting into a bottle... Yeah. And, you know, like a couple like, no, seriously, it's great to see you fuckers, man. Like that kind of like, but like no one needs to break down. I'm happy for, you know, my new ski boots. I'm thankful for <laughs> my health, you know, all that. Right. All that's no. just jive. No. Right. So thank, yeah. Thankful guy for sure. Yeah, okay. No. So we no. are go- about to determine the winner of this brackets. I'm tingling. Biggest Thanksgiving bummer is down to Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade versus Thankful Guy. That's easy. I feel it's easy. Easy, you know. Tell us, Aaron. The kids, the kids, the kids can can enjoy it. Like, and, and you know, if you're a parent, I'm sure that it's any port in a storm. Sometimes, so you know, something to amaze and delight your child for a short while, while you you know do anything else, but you know where they are, as opposed to the monopolizing the room, forcing everyone to listen to him pontificate. Thankful guy. Yeah, people can look at the parade and wonder, and they look at the thankful guy in horror. And wonder why am I? Why do wonder, we invite yeah. him? Wondering why? Why am I? <laughs> I wonder why we invite that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, George, where do you stand on on? I know you hate parades, but thankful guy. Yeah. Wait, so Aaron came down with on, on thankful guy or parade. He he thankful guys. Thankful guy. guys worse. Thankful guys worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still yeah I still think parades are worse. Fuck wow. parades. Wow. Can George do? <laughs> so I'm putting it on you, Damon. What do you say, Damon? I'm putting yeah, it on it's Damon. On you. Um, yeah, the idea of a parade is meant to. It's it's all. It's never interesting. It's never fun. It's it's fucked out. We we should be done with parades, but I believe their intentions are good and their heart is in the right place. Thankful guy wants to just run the room, and right. and he thinks he has some. You know some. Great insights to offer and wisdom. And he's to offer. always it's always the asshole too. I mean, it's because yeah. I mean the 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 fun guy never would do that. He would never suggest it. It's yeah. always the jerk. Yeah. Right. So so I think the winner of Brakits, the biggest Thanksgiving bummer of all time, is thankful guy. Thankful Yay. guy. Thankful guy. <laughs> <laughs> ding well, ding we, ding. Well, I'm thankful we have our answer. Yeah. <laughs> But are we sure? Damon, do you feel like you have it or what? I mean, uh, is the jury still out? I feel like we all have the answer, but how do you think Michael Caine weighs in on it? That's a good question. Mm. I have my answer. I have my answer. Yeah, he seems on board too. He he got it. You know what? Mike's not the kind of guy to go ding, 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 especially because he's a guest in this country. You know what I mean? So he wouldn't do that. Yeah, he wouldn't. He's got the class. (laughs) I was just thinking that 
when you when you're invited to somebody's house, a lot of times it's like the rich guy that yeah. is that has to do that to <laughs> let everyone know he's in charge, or you know, he'll even say something like, "I'm thankful I could provide all this for yeah, you." Yeah, exactly. Or he'll say yes, something. The only other thing yeah. he would do besides that is also to show you, though, it's still in the magnanimous thing, though. Like, because he wants to, he wants to say that even with all the company's success this year. I mean, the stupid yes. amount of money we made, I still liked working that soup kitchen with little Ronnie the best, <laughs> oh, the most. Fuck you. What You're did right. you guys yeah. do? <laughs> what, uh, totally. Oh, you dicks. Fucking, ugh. Dicks. Right. <laughs> Total dicks. And I figured out, I, I long, do, you, do you guys hate marching bands? I, that's one of the reasons I hate parades, is I hate marching bands. I can get, I, 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 watch, I like watching the drummers. Do you? Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of part of the whole package, so I, I could take or leave them. Plus, you might get to see a chick throw up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I could see that anywhere. Apparently, if I just went around with you guys when you were sixteen, a bunch of people were throwing up in in their sleeping bags. And if you overnight. if like, you got a hold of some dynamite pills, it might be crazy to see a big Felix the Cat floating through the sky <laughs> down down Avenue of the Americas or wherever the hell they do that goddamn thing. I, I like how all your holidays come down to the fact that if you have enough pills or not. <laughs> tell me, that, tell me that's not I mean, accurate. Pretty, tell me that's not accurate. Great. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, if I had pills, I guess I could have cranberry sauce, you know, and watch a parade. And, they call me Walgreens know, down at the Y. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I, I don't. I don't make any apologies <laughs> for my my brakits, you know. Well, I I, I tried my best, and uh, this is all I have to say to to anyone who didn't like that. So I messed up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the fucking thing in twelve minutes. All right, so I guess now I kept you guys waiting long enough because I know what you're waiting for. It's to send me down to the torture chamber. I mean, come on, that's what we do here. Goddamn right. So. Down I go, <laughs> nozzing into the torture chamber. <laughs> no torture chamber. Okay, I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Suffering. Torture. Anguish. Anguish. Pain. Pain. Torture. Does anyone remember what we did on episode 35? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, I went first for Dalton. So it would be Georgie going first today. But that's the different timeline, right? Dalton was 34 though. Oh. 35 is one. Oh, okay. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, 35. Oh, uh, that was. Um, you were in the torture chamber. Oh, it was, uh, it was Bobby Boom Boom. Yeah, he, he and I went, went second, so, which James means George went first. George which means I think Aaron has to go first now. Is that correct? Okay, sounds right. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bobby made a boom boom. <laughs> Wait, did I go first with Bobby Boom Boom, or was he? Yeah, second? no, you went first, so it's, it would be George going first now. Okay. Yeah, it's George. Yeah, not me. That's I so like that's I said right. before, but fucking four. Oh, okay, fair enough. Be <laughs> fucking four, I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Do George it. is torturing me first, and uh, how about a little uh, a little walk up to this, George? If you have anything, not really, because it, it's I'm gonna let it hit you guys because I want it to, and um, I'll just say this is another uh, entry from the uh, Golden Raspberry uh, department, I guess. <laughs> and um, I it's will from say a movie, that, in other words. It is from a movie. 
Yeah. It's from movie soundtrack. And I will say that it did not win the Golden Raspberry only because another song from this soundtrack won. And I'm not wow. playing that one. I'm playing this one because the second place winner, because I think it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm so very intrigued by this. Just let it roll, and I, you guys will probably know it right away. But okay. I, want you to, I want it to hit you. All right. Here we go. Do, can we get a year at least? 1984. Okay. Here we go. Poor Dolly. Anybody getting it so far? Well, yeah, I, I can the best see best whorehouse in Texas? Uh, close. Close. Picture, picture her, who, who she's, uh, she was in another move, like kind of cowboy-themed movie. Rhinestone. Oh, there right. you yeah. go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sly. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This, is, uh, this is Sweet Lovin' Friends. Um, yeah, it is. Which, uh, yeah, which uh, is Dolly's way of just saying fuck buddies. That's oh. what this song should be called, Fuck Buddies. And it's them about just being fuck buddies. But, y'all, we just sweet love and friends. You know, they, uh-huh. don't, they, that's, they don't use that kind of blue language in the Smoky Mountains, bro. They don't. They're not a Dollywood, goddamn you. No. And I have, I have a whole, I have a whole uh, idea of, of why all this happens. So we'll let it roll a little bit and we'll talk about it. <laughs> the lyrics are just... So that's her <laughs> and Sly singing, uh, singing together. Yes, and if you recall, either you recall or don't recall. And also, Aaron, this was... Um, Definitely for me, the same kind of, um, you know, uh, movie date with my mom. Like we're, we went oh, to right. see this together. We weren't getting away from my father. Uh, we were, <laughs> you you weren't music. solving a, a possibly diffusing a possibly combustible <laughs> no. situation. But you we just, just went to the flicks. We just went to the flicks because, you know, I thought, you know, I was like probably 16 or 17 and, you know, like, oh, well, all right, you know, slides can she, my mom loved Dolly Parton. And so we thought oh, maybe this How will be good. Not? And it's an abomination. The movie How an come abomination. like. I don't understand. Like, it's his ego, I suppose. But, like, it seems like Sly would have said, look, you know, I'll be in it. But, like, I'll just lip sync and Frank will sing. We'll still have the same DNA, you know. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Or similar <laughs> Frank's DNA. great. Let Frank sing. Frank can sing for sure. real. Like, in a real way, Frank can sing. Right. So, you know, fuck, well, let him sing. Well, since I guess it would have been transparent. Since you brought up a little bit of background here. Is little that, bit of um, background. Little bit of background is that. Sly turned down both um, Romancing the Stone and Beverly Hills Cop to be in this movie. And I think it's because, and I think it's because he wanted to romance the bone, if you know what I mean. It, it's, it seems quite clear to me with the background and the way Dolly Parton has this um, ambiguous relationship with her husband of 60 years she doesn't talk about. And everyone knows they have an Order. open marriage. And I think Sly did this movie because he just wanted to get his... His, uh, his dong between her knobs. And, yeah. and I can't blame him. And I, can't I wish, that, uh, I wish I that, that, that Stallone had not only done Romancing the Stone, but also sang the Eddie Grant song. That would have been funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. Much that like our young better. friend, uh, Mr. Diamond, with the full yeah. patois. Right. So uh, <laughs> let's hear a little more, and I have some more background on the movie and, and what happened. And, you know, go ahead. It's a, she wrote the song. Is that what you're saying, George? She wrote all the songs on this. Uh, yes. Okay, got it. And I'm not taking away. She is a giant talent and... This of course, was a rel- these, there were some hits, and there were some hits on this record from this soundtrack for her, and it did well. Not this song, but but she wrote the whole thing, and, and she's a big talent. It's just are there other songs in the on the re- on the soundtrack that features Sly? Does he sing? Uh, yeah, the the theme he's in he's in Rhinestone too, and then and then the the one the one that 
beat this beat Sweet Love and Friends for the um for the Golden Raspberry is a song called Drinkenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that one. I've heard of that one. Yeah, and that one won. And I didn't I didn't I didn't use it because I didn't think it was fair. It's only like a minute long. And within this plot of the movie, which I know the way that you know can't stop the music, um, <laughs> it, it's supposed to be stupid. It's supposed to be an example of how bad he is because the plot of the movie is she says, Any, uh, the next person I see, I'll make into a country right. star. And and then Sly pulls up in a cab. And he's, you know, oh, from New York. Oh, oh. And then, <laughs> and how is she going to do this? And Drinkenstein's supposed to be bad and funny. So I thought, well, that's Mission not accomplished. Fair. Mission accomplished, but I thought Sweet Love and Friends was worse, so let it roll some more. <laughs> it's just interesting to me that the song that she chooses to have Sly do a duet with has about 75 notes in one line. Sweet! Like a really complicated <laughs> melody that would be hard for a good singer to sing. And she, she hands it over to Sly. That's, a, that's right. a, and, it's, and it's bouncing all over the place. It was, it was for real making me seasick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed some Dramamine. And uh, and I will tell you this: we we're going to have to wait till the end to this because some of the best stuff is at the end on the outro. Okay, okay. Here we go. So the, the conceit of this movie is that she, quote, makes him a country star? Well, she wants to get out of a con the, her, her bad contract with her shitty manager. And she says, I can make a country star the next person that rolls up here. And he says, fine, if you do that, if, if you can do that, I'll let you okay. out of your shitty contract. But then and fast forward into the movie, does he become a country star? Yes, he does. He he's supposed to be good. This is yeah. He she turns yeah, him into a good country star and gets out. Is of the this court. is this supposed to reveal that moment? This <laughs> yes, I, I, I believe it does. Yes, this huh. is, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> whose idea? Like whose idea was it for this movie? Do you know? I do. I know the background of the whole thing. Um, so um, not Lou Wasserman. I'll tell you that much right now. It was not Lou Wasserman. <laughs> it was not. So um, Phil Alden Robinson, who's a who's a good writer. Um, Apparently wrote a uh, a pretty gritty good script about that was based on Rhinestone Cowboy. It's based on the song Rhinestone Cowboy. So we nice. talked about that about how that's a darker, sadder, grittier kind of song, even though it doesn't exactly seem like it is. But he so it was based in, and that's in the credits. It's not just he you know so it's based on this. He, he it's part of the credits. It's based on this. It's based on that song. And it was supposed to be shot in New York City, and um, Mike Nichols was supposed to direct. And then apparently Sly got a hold of it, oh. decided to do a little retooling, a little rewriting and stuff, which I think probably was mostly based around him getting to Dolly's trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and back between her knobs, as I said. Yeah. And, um, and it Eloquently. got so bad that Phil, that Phil Robinson wanted to take his name off of it and threatened to, and then they said... Well, you know, this this will be a big movie, be good for your career. So he left his name on it, and it's weird because <laughs> Sly kind of Sly says, you know, all that stuff. He says, yeah, it was supposed to be Mike Nichols, supposed to be this great movie, and then it turned into something else. But it was really the most fun I ever had, you know, shooting a movie. And I thought, yes, because you were fucking Dolly Parton the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It was bad, so you know, and it's not the worst comedy he's ever done. So you know, and I guess he probably wanted to sing. Maybe you're right. I didn't think. Aaron, that maybe he 
had a little envy that, that Frank's better than him at something. Just one thing. <laughs> and he was also pro- at the like height. What year? You said 84. This is 84, yeah. Yeah, so he was kind of at the height of all of his stuff that was going on, which was Rocky and Rambo and had happened already. and Yeah, Rocky and, and Rambo. And so, I guess yeah. we're on Rocky 3 by then, right? Around? Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Because Rocky yeah. 1 is 76, so... Yeah. Rocky yeah. 4 was the biggest one, right? It was, it was a short while after this. So, like, he, he came back super strong. <laughs> yeah, like, he... He he thought like at one point he was doing comedies where he thought he could be a fu- like a, the funny guy in the movie. Stop which, or my mom will shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that, and so he he's what just got on the on that arrogance train where he just thought he could do anything. And he wanted to fuck Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah, and, and of course, <laughs> but I like him. I like his move his his good movies. But uh, he's I, I, these guys are just so fucking full of themselves. That's I think that's what happened here. Well, let's see if you like this song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I already have an answer about that, but let's carry on. He's like your like drunk friend at, at karaoke <laughs> who you're just kind of like, it's, it's actually funny and cute because it's the guy who never sings, but he's had a couple drinks and now he's up there singing. And you're like okay with it, yeah. Well, we got, did you hear that li- that lyric? You you cut off the so it's oh, sorry. well, you're all I can handle, and that's saying a lot. And then she says, "Well, you've got the handle that sure hits the spot." Hmm. <laughs> all right, take it easy. See, it's a dick joke because yeah. they're fuck buddies. It's <laughs> <laughs> a dumb line. It's a dumb line. Yeah, that was that didn't really get me going here. <laughs> Unfortunately, my handle didn't respond. Put it that way. Truly, truly sings like he talks. Huh? <laughs> he, he does. Really he does. Right he in does. There. It's like uh, Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong sings like he plays. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should have got Burgess Meredith to sing. Come on, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burgess Meredith or Burt Young. <laughs> Better yet, Burt Young's a voice man. You know it. <laughs> I like first times for anything in the English language, and I, I'm going to claim for Ear and Loathing and the Gitmo Bros, someone comparing Sylvester Stallone to Louis Armstrong. <laughs> first time ever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, carrying on here. You've got just what it takes to take what I got, and we're just sweet loving friends. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What is that? It sounds like there's a hey, like hey, uh, Dolly. Like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> or there's like a bee trapped in the car, <laughs> and you're on the one ten. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, it's, it's up and down. It's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, oh instead of gosh. sweet, it's like bee. <laughs> and it's, all, and it's it's by somebody who's who's. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make any kind of other kind of sense. And like, she's she's the, one of the greatest singers on the face of the planet. And mm-hmm. she wrote the melody. Yeah, if this was just Dolly, I'd be perfectly fine with it. I don't know. That's what we always Just be Hey, Damon, what's the song? There's a song. What, what is that fucking Paul Simon song on Graceland? 
there's there's a meandering melody on one of those big hits. And I wonder if Paul Simon was like, hey, I'm going to do it like that rhinestone song. <laughs> 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 Diamonds on the soles of her shoes, yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. It's all about shiny stuff. Yeah, the lads are singing. Yeah, rhinestones, uh, diamonds. Mm-hmm. All right, Dolly. Just Better than loves, we're sweet loving friends. But I like to snuggle. <laughs> Sounds just like Sylvester Stallone, doesn't it? Right, it just, yeah. Just does. It just does. Just like him. Just like him. And if this was the song that was supposed to, you know, kind of look, I, I know it's bullshit, but we need the scene in the movie where they sing a song together, and this is where he kind of comes out as as a as a country star, as his breakthrough hit and everything. You could probably achieve that in about a minute, right? And then move on with the next, you know, segment of the movie or whatever next song you need to get to. This is a three and a half minute song that we have to sit through. Do you here. think they thought that they, the, the, when a star was born, uh, I don't know, like a, de- a decade before that or like five years before that was so massive that they're just like, it just gave everybody hubris. Anybody can have a big, and like Greece was so huge and like no one could admit that maybe we could just have a moment of songs, but we don't need to make a soundtrack out of it. But then they're like, well, we have fucking Dolly on the, in the movie. We got to make a soundtrack. Nine to five. Yeah, that's true. This Wall is nine to five. For sure. Yeah. But Sly is in the movie. That's, <laughs> yes, Dolly's in the movie, but so is Sly. <laughs> I know this isn't something we talk uh, about a lot on this show, but I'm going to just hazard a guess that maybe <laughs> cocaine was involved in some of these decisions. I don't know. 1984. <laughs> 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 Not Dolly, but everybody else. Yes, I will yeah. admit that that was probably true. Well, if if she look, I've never heard this story about. Uh, I want to believe it, by the way, about her having an open marriage with her husband oh, and yeah. everything. Yeah. So if that's true, even though she sells herself as this kind of sweet, happily married woman all these years, I wouldn't be surprised if someone you know Sly, for instance, was was uh, you know doing some rails off those those knockers. Why not? Oh, yeah. Well, I think Burt Reynolds had done that if two, two years before this on, on Bethel the Whorehouse. <laughs> and I'm I think she was involved. <laughs> and you what? I think she was involved. Like, she she didn't just use use herself as a, as a tray. Oh, I think no. she, she indulged oh, as well. Of course. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not Dolly, saying... God damn it. Look, well, Dolly, I, I don't... I'm not... I feel like we're going to get sued for saying this. Dolly, cause... I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is all just, uh, just you know, we don't know that this is true. This allegedly. is our opinion. In our opinion... Allegedly. Is, this is yeah. all alleged. Well, she's <laughs> she's made some comments about, you know, about her husband and, you know, that, you know, we're, we're, we have a great marriage and all that, but... And she lately, even in the last few years, has admitted to being brokenhearted over an affair with someone in her band and that was oh. just a... And she always, she, but she always, that was always the rumor about it. And she always did the same thing about her boobs when any time she's asked about that, like, well, did you have some surgery or what? And she'd say like, she, well, I don't know, something's in there, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, and she's so sweet that you just go, okay, and you move on. You know, the same, she answers the questions about the open marriage the same way. Cause she's married to a guy who's like, was in the asphalt business. <laughs> You know, she's running around with uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, yeah. It's yeah. like, what do you think? You know, and you know, she says stuff like, "Do you have an open? Do you guys have an open marriage?" She goes, "Well, men are my weakness." You know, it's that kind of southern answer. You yeah. just go, "Okay, all right, you know, all right. all right." So you have an open marriage. Well, you know, we have our own things. You know, what do you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's that. Well, it's just that she protects her image so much. I'm surprised she even alludes to stuff like that. 
Every gal, no matter how big a star she is, they're always on the lookout for their Larry Fortensky. <laughs> Everyone's got one. Yeah. 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 I've been a couple gals, Larry Fortensky. I, I have to believe that that's true. <laughs> I was a bagel boy for a few chicks, but that, that's about as high as I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Whoa! <laughs> that was a nice one. It sounded like he was he had he had taken a, he had just grabbed a big spoonful of uh, cranberry sauce and then and then they're like no it's like go 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 <laughs> he's holding it a battle's over again. <laughs> Well, the good girls are never good. The best ones are bad. And you're still the very best one I ever had. With just sweet-loving friends. Yeah, with no obligations and no strings attached. No expectations and no questions asked. Just ride the, the feeling for as long as it lasts. Just sweet-loving friends. We're just sweet. Yeah, this song could have been done like a minute and a half ago, right? We don't. I don't need to hear this anymore. No, you do. You have, you have to. <laughs> no, I know that we have to get. We have to get yeah. to the end. You mm-hmm. you promised us some some magic, but I I just like just for the purposes of the song in the movie, we're now you know we're, we're, this is completely overkill. My eyes oh, are glazing oh, over. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She makes him keep doing that, three that line. Times, three yeah. times. <laughs> it would be hard for fucking Pavarotti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, poor Sly. It's four on the way out. <laughs> well, like, it was worse. <laughs> yeah, I think that this go. was harder for him than um, when he did Rocky Four a few years later when Dolph Lundgren hit him so hard in the chest that his heart stopped. <laughs> it was harder to do this fucking song. It was more, it was more brutal. Yeah. It hurt his heart more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was more d- difficult than picking up thunder lips. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't understand. That was Hulk Hogan. Hulk, Hulk Hogan's, Hogan's character was named Thunder Lips. I did not know reason. that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry, George. You were at the club. I was at a club. I was at a club. club. He doesn't know that kind of stuff. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm four years older than you. I'm sorry. I didn't. He was catching trickster at the uh, at the coconut <laughs> coconut teaser, <laughs> and yet he saw rhinestone. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, there's a lot that? of lot that? of scenes missing in George's past, but somehow he's all rhinestone. How about that? How about that? I told you, I, he was with me. My mom and I found something we yeah. could do together. Go see rhinestone. I think you were you're just looking for ideas for what to put on your your next jacket acquisition. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's called rhinestone, mom. Come on. I, maybe I can figure out how to decorate my bolero jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Sure, you want to be my friend? Oh, as long as it can grow. Well, how much growing did you have in mind? <laughs> I think 
think I better just avoid that, but you sure do look like the healthy outdoor type. Well, that's real interesting because you surely look like the healthy indoor type. Oh God, these two. See, they just do another dick joke. Oh, how much growing you want to do? Right. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. There's a little more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was kind of wondering if you'd like to snuggle. Sounds real good. That sounds good, don't it? Sounds great. Oh, nice improv there. And, and they have Fly. no, and they have no chemistry at all on that. Right. Hey, that sounds they really good. Don't. Sure does sound good. It sounds great. You yeah. want? <laughs> nice. Right. Great comeback there. Is that the best they got? Is that, is that Sweet rejoinder. Yeah, is, that their, is that their flirting? Like just... I will tell you something with great certainty, with deep, deep certainty, that much like Paul Hogan, uh, uh, movies, Crocodile Dundee, mm-hmm. uh, famously is like, will bother the writers to say, I think, I think she'd be more into me, mate. Like, like she's always like, I think we should do another scene where a chick's into me. He just <laughs> right. that's how he is. It's that there's no way in my in in reality that Sly wasn't like we just got to turn up the tension on this a little bit more, a couple more dick jokes. That's what people want to see. That and like, <laughs> right. yeah, but these are stupid. We should plan more. We don't have time for that. Just a dick joke, and then I'll say da 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 da, da and it'll die like a dead fish. <laughs> but we got to get it in, and his ego needed it. Talk about my dick some more. We got, we, gotta do a du- we gotta do a double on pond. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a French film, and then he insists on telling you that he that he's you know well read. Yeah, he's Anyways. always gotta yeah refer to some you know well Tolstoy's uh, Godard. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to my dick. Uh, <laughs> so I'll mention something about growing. You know, she means like relationship, right? but I'll like I'll counter with no, my dick's growing. Because it is. Because it is. <laughs> Dolly is barely participating in that. It feels like she's like, oh, okay. All right, All yeah. Right. Okay. And then we'll just kind of mix it up at the end. You know, whatever happens. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> it does sound good. Hey, you're right. You're, you're right about that. Type, huh? I'm a healthy outdoor type. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was oh, a good. We really All right, so we're done with that, right, George? We're done with we're done, we're done with sweet, sweet, sweet. That was worth waiting for. Love and friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the outro improv, you you like the outro flirty improv, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. The 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 sexual <sighs> tension was palpable. Oh boy, was right. it? Yeah, that conversation <laughs> was was just sparkling. It was bristling. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Well, thank you, George. I appreciate the torture. Glad I could help you. And and uh, and so, a dog. Do you have anything to say about your uh, offering this this week? I do. Okay, I do. Please, please go ahead. And, and there, you know, look, I, I'm never. And it's a Thanksgiving. I would say this is a Thanksgiving miracle, but like this always happens on Ear and Loathing, wherein for no reason of all the songs that exist on the planet, why on earth would the two deciders? pick something that's so deeply closely related <laughs> but once again it has happened um this is uh i will say this an actor who probably shouldn't be singing professionally <laughs> and it's not bruno randolini also, also but well it's pretty close and we'll figure and we'll, we'll get into that too but but here and it's an italian-american <laughs> who doesn't need to be doesn't need to be cutting this record. She's got a fine voice, but he doesn't need to be cutting this record, much like Sly. 
So that's what I'll say about it. And let's just fucking hit play. Hit okay, play. Here we go. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George, because the only way this works is that if you see, you won't know the song. Yeah. Georgie, this is okay. Pop, Papa Wants the Best for You by Danny Aiello. It's just an oh. answer song, an answer right. song to Papa Don't Preach because Danny appears as Madge's father in the video. Now, the conceit of that video, Madonna's song, is that she decides to, <laughs> she, gets, she gets pregnant and it's, I'm going to keep him a baby. As as she as the refrain goes. Now in the in the video, Danny is anti that whole process. Now he was torn up about that apparently, like really put him out of shape. <laughs> He's like, he wouldn't deny his daughter like that. He loves her. Come on, and people like, need to hear so, from Danny Aiello. <laughs> yeah. And so at the after that, and also by the way, he hated the experience and he hated Madonna because Madonna apparently was standoffish to Danny's daughter. Why do you take and the part? I don't it's a video. <laughs> yeah, and he says as much. But it's so there's a lot of perplexing stuff about it. But so he goes into the studio, partners up with this writer who I'll tell you about, and they write this song like for something that he had a bad time doing. And like as you said, George, people need to hear on the street from Daniello, set them straight. <laughs> and so that's what the song's a fucking about. And there's lost to the sands of time. Um, up until only like a couple years ago, there was about seven views online of this. <laughs> and so it my, caught my fire. <laughs> yeah, I have some assumptions about why that went down, but let's just listen to what Danny and uh, Artie Schrock wrote. Uh, <laughs> and I've got the I've got the lyrics here handy, and I'll read them out to you. His so name's let's, let's Artie Schrock. Uh, Schrock. Oh, sorry. C H R O E C K. Okay. If you put together. Schmuck and rock. It's a, it's a yeah, short, schmuck rock. <laughs> it's a shortened Polak name. Okay. <laughs> so let's play it. Let's play it. Okay. Okay. Papa's not preaching, just trying to show you the right from the I disagree. He shouldn't be singing. <laughs> so, yeah, the first line of the song is Papa's not preaching, just trying to show you the right from the wrong. <laughs> now, George, here's what you should know, too. So, so as the video, the whole video starts with Danny getting off work at the factory. I'm hoping you're sitting down because, yes, he's a factory worker. Yeah. And and the whole thing is, is that he, this is post- the, the, we have to assume that he's got no relationship with Madonna anymore. And so this whole video is him anxiously going all over New York City looking for Madonna. And he's bummed out, and then he, he, he goes to the gym, and he's always wearing this weird sort of combat jacket, <laughs> which I don't understand. <laughs> but like he's walking all over town, and at one point he thinks he sees Madonna. But it's just another woman with short blonde hair. So the whole thing is missed, missed opportunities for Danny. From start to finish, let's hear some more. Thanks for catching me up. <laughs> yeah, so like you can't see the 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 real pickle that Danny is in. I, I have a question. So I I'm not following the story here. So he's pissed off because she kept the baby. Yeah, in 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 Madonna's song, uh -huh. he was the the father character. 
Because you know how she's always said, I'm going to keep on my baby. Right. Yeah. So I, he, I remember the video. Sort yeah. Of, he yeah. didn't want it. I think that really he wanted it to not happen at all. So like certainly an abortion would be better than, uh, or, but you know, instead you know, maybe, maybe don't have sex, but until you're married, you know, but there's no chance of that happening. And so Dan is just frustrated, but certainly he was. And so she's now gone away with uh, the baby to live and, and he's bummed that they don't have a relationship anymore. Don't bring that so, bastard into my house. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's sad that he doesn't have her, and so he's running around town now, okay. showing everybody. I'm not being defiant her. here. I just seriously, I always, you know, grew up with this song, remembering it being ambiguous. Like it's so obvious that she's saying "my baby." I always thought that it was like you could interpret it as a kid, like she's pregnant, right. or it's just her boyfriend. And because it's never really made right. clear in the song, it doesn't specifically say. Yeah, no, yeah, Papa, it's, it's, I have an appointment at the Pan Parenthood. Blah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's, and it it's, talks yeah. about the boyfriend, right? He, we're gonna, he, he's a good guy. We're gonna raise a yeah, little family, yeah. right? Okay, you're yeah. right. He really loves. If you could only right. see just how good he's been treating me. There you go. Right? Yeah. Okay. And and so like the debate about I think the video makes it clearer, Damon. I think right where it's 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 uh, because there's clearly a problem going on. But then, yeah, so Danny in real life and character in the video are both, if she's saying she's going to keep the baby mm-hmm. in the song, we're interpreting that as an, a literal baby. Doesn't that make right. him in both real life and in the in the video, the character he's playing, pro-choice? Meaning, eh, you don't want to have a kid with that loser. You got your whole life ahead of you. Why yeah, you I think, I think that that's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's one of the things that he was upset about as the character, you know. Daddy Chaconi. So real, <laughs> <laughs> real Aiello did is pro life. Yeah, Aiello says a, a real father would stick by his daughter. Papa oh. Chaconi was, uh, uh, you know, whatever you decide, you're fucked up, and and I don't want you no more. That was upsetting to him. Yeah, this hmm. is he, he realizes that none of this is real, and she didn't have a baby, right? <laughs> I don't, yeah. George. That's an excellent question. I don't I, think I, that he does. Uh, like, Madonna had a career that, at the time; she didn't have kids till much later. This was what nineteen eighty six or something. Or so here's here's what I, Aiello's later said of the video. You know that came about in a very strange way. Danny explains. I had no idea who Madonna was. And so I said to daughter Stacy in passing, they want me to do this music video with a girl named Madonna. She said, dad, 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 you have to. I went back and said, yeah, I'll do it. My daughter is permitted to come and take pictures of Madonna. Madonna sort of backed off, told the representative she don't do that. So my daughter hated her ever since I'm a movie actor doing this piece of crap. <laughs> it just, so he just is full of rage about it. Like, why didn't like, his agent explain to him or something? Or I don't fucking know. Like, and so, so he has this horrible experience, and then like it's just an acting job. Like it's one in a one in a million acting jobs. And so like he's so trans, he's just so transfixed by. It. I mean, it was a huge hit, so maybe it fucked his head up. But like, why does he have to go? Who needed you to go fucking set it straight, Dan? No one, <laughs> no one did. Nobody Lord. did. I wonder where Danielle weighs in on this. Does he have a song about um, how he's the pizza parlor guy in um, in uh, with, with Spike Lee and uh, in uh, what is what that, that makes movie? more sense. It uh, turns out I really the, do enjoy uh, non-whites. It would exactly the like he's the racist pizza parlor owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So by the way, let's let's hear a little something about Dan. And what's the name uh, of that movie? Brooklyn, Crooklyn. Uh, no. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do okay, right. Yeah. So Dan, Danny's got three records currently available on iTunes. Uh, first record. It's called, I Just Want to Hear the Words. 
an album of standards. Quiz. Here's a quiz for you guys. Is Dan wearing sunglasses on the cover? Yes, and a hat. Yes, you're right, and you're right. Then the next the next record available is Blues Times Two, an EP of two songs, hence the title, I guess. Oddly, this, both songs are not remotely bluesy. Wow. The title's half lying. And then the last one is Danny Aiello, live from Atlantic City. Same standards. Same sunglasses and same disgruntled actor. <laughs> There's a lot of bands out there that could have used that budget to make an actual, yeah, dude, you know, it's a meaningful record. Made. No one need. Fuck. Let's hear more of this. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, by the way, he's part of the extended year in Loathing family, obviously, because of him and uh, Bruce Willis uh, singing in Hudson Hawk together. And then Madonna, also a big winner on Urine Loathing herself. So it was <laughs> a right. nice little package. Yeah. There's another song he did. I don't know if you found any research. It goes, I don't believe that you met a guy coming off a movie screen. And it's called, <laughs> We're Not in Cairo Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jeff Daniels. <laughs> All right. how, how many more Danny Aiello references can we pull out of this episode? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, here we go with more of Papa Wants the Best for You. <laughs> okay. My slut daughter. <laughs> I'm only reaching out for the things that will help you along Before your mama passed away She made me promise every day that is drum anyone, sound is, is anyone bothered by the fact that that drum sounds like it's punching you in the fucking head? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boom! It's like a gated fucking snare drum, like out of yeah. Phil Collins. Fucking who did that? <laughs> Probably Artie Schlock. Artie Schlock did that. Yeah. <laughs> There's only Jesus. so much you can you can do with it with a Casio drum beat. Right, like you, there's so many, only, only so much gated reverb you can put on it. Could you turn the fader down? Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I can't even tell what's going on with the lyrics. He doesn't, he doesn't enunciate. There's a shot, George. You can't see it, but obviously, but there's a, um, he's hugging or, or sort of nuzzling this woman who, when he talks about before your mother died or whatever he just said, and so he's you flashing made a promise to her that he wouldn't yeah, raise that, a slut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So she goes, it's, it, yeah, it's before your mother passed away, she made her promise every day that I would take care of your body and help her to grow into a fine young lady. Mm. <laughs> so obviously the translation is off, but what a weird thing to say. Yeah. Any references uh, between Danny and Madonna of butterfly kisses? <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone make a boom boom? <laughs> yeah, a common decency to leave it out. Yeah, he made a boom boom. All right, this number. <laughs> <laughs> this hot track. All right, here we go. But I will take care of her baby and help her to grow into a fine young lady. Papa just wants the best for you. He wants to be proud of the things you do. Papa wants the best. He only wants the best for you. <laughs> yeah, so George just. Just to keep you updated, he's walking around the neighborhood, in, as Aaron said, in his army surplus jacket, and he's showing a picture of Madonna to to you know kids on the stoop in Brooklyn, and then there's a cop on a motorcycle. He's showing, you know, he's just trying to, he just wants the best for her. He's just trying to find yeah. her. Yeah, and he, and he wants to say, say wants the best for you three times in a row. And I, but Dan Dan is famous for making uh, quick snap decisions that don't make any sense. This is one of them. 
maybe the most egregious one. But second is his little walk-on role, essentially, in Godfather 2, where he... And he's the guy who kill, who who uh, attempts to kill Frank Pantangeli in the bar, and he and he ad libbed the line that has proceeded to confuse viewers for decades. That he said, "Michael Corleone says hello." Right. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's completely misleading as what's going on, and it's and it's already a convoluted uh, plot. But Danny, on his own, fucked it up worse. So thanks, Dan. I like that there. You know, there's not any big actors on that set. So just throw. Go ahead and throw something in. Improv it yourself. Don't listen. To Have anybody. fun with it, Dan. <laughs> yeah, make it your own. Look, he's Italian. He's gonna know. Have right. him do it. Okay. All right. Papa was the best for you. But this song also. It sounds like a um like a bad '70s or something very '70s about it. Yeah. Except for know. that drum hitting me in the head, they, <laughs> which is very 80s. But it, doesn't it sound like a 70s? Like a, like a TV theme song. Yeah, something, mm-hmm. right. For yeah. sure. Because it, it's yeah. really, it's, it's cheap sounding. Like, I, I, I listen, I reminded myself about Papa Don't Preach. It's a fucking great song. It sounds great. I mean, obviously. Duh. Of course it does. But, like, it really makes this one look <laughs> violently bad. And it, and it sounds like, as you say, it sounds like it was recorded inside someone's wallet. <laughs> and uh and uh and it's just it's so it's so bad it's so bad the uh that 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 drum sound has all the i guess it really does sound like it's inside of a wall because it sounds like an op wallet with like the velcro <laughs> <laughs> that's what the fuck it sounds like <laughs> i don't understand like it it really confounds me we've talked about hubris a ton on this show like what what inspired you what made this unavoidable <laughs> this this process and like what possessed you it's really strange right it's also and like, the pro-life pro-choice him being italian you'd think he'd be on the other side of that and it's not and then what's he mad about she kept the baby why are you mad what, what? <laughs> and he's all and he's like and and it's and it it was unavoidable to get it done and it went beyond like the night at the bar where you talked about it like you woke up the next day and it kept happening yeah you know right. Like call some musicians, call Artie Shrek, yeah. call all these fucking people. And like, and Artie Shrek has, you know, he's a commercial guy. He, he's done the sort of, apparently the thing that I could find that he was best known for was he arranged, uh, can't take my eyes off of you for Frankie Valley. Okay. So all that big bombastic action, you know, uh, with a budget, he can do something that sounds huge. And there, you know, it was Danny Aiello's, you know, uh, per diem from, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. For do the right thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, for do the right thing. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I'm just, I'm stunned by like, how does something keep going? How does the bad idea... Remember, remember we were talking about the, the big blue wrecking crew? Like when they're pouring champagne right. on each other right. going, wouldn't it be funny if... Because they were yelling it in the locker room. Mm. We are the champions. <laughs> and then it just kept snowballing after that, you know? Right. Right. Pardon the pun. Yeah, it's it's hard to not think of it tr- in terms of like it's just coke hubris because what? like wh- why why like well, why at do least it? the Dodgers won something? <laughs> there was a reason for them to do this. Like Danny's <laughs> mad because he got a job in a huge hit video with America's at the time biggest star in music, <laughs> and that he perceives that to have been some. There, and inside of that job, George, he perceives there to be some horrible misunderstanding that he needs to fix with a number. <laughs> 
People what? need to hear from what? Danny Aiello. <laughs> <laughs> we have to watch to the end of this because there is a beautiful payoff. Okay. I have to say, right. despite all of this, we have to, we have to watch all right. to the end. Here we go. Okay. Uh, there's a great scene you're missing now, George, where a girl in the striped black and white shirt that Madonna's wearing in in the original video is walking away, and and so he get in slow. He's sitting on a bus bench and he's you know sort of moping around that he can't find her, and then he sees her and he gets up and starts <laughs> running in slow motion towards the girl. And I think here comes the payoff where I wonder if it's going to be her. Hmm. The the fact that the that the person they've hired to to be a Madonna lookalike, even from the back, looks like just a dude in a wig. Probably doesn't help. It looks like a grip. A grip. It's, pro- it's probably a grip who lives in the Fed Just put on a wig. He's my friend Jerry. Let's get him something in the video. All right, here we go. <laughs> The girl turns around and takes off her her glasses, her Madonna glasses, and it's not her. What a surprise! I didn't see that coming. Here we go. There's that wallet opening. Okay, so we've got a combo of that fake Madonna who turned, you know, it's supposed to be the fake Madonna, but we've also got a fake Madonna who's. He he's flashing back and seeing himself like breaking breaking cement with a with a sledgehammer at the construction site, yeah. and or then at his factory job. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And he and he and he boxes and he's and he's working on a rock. Yeah, a for some reason that's his reason. job is just to break up con- concrete with a sledgehammer. But as he's doing that, for our benefit, the fake. Madonna walks by, but it's not the fake Madonna. It's the real. It is a fake Madonna, but it's a real Madonna in terms of like this this uh, right. Priest universe that whatever he's created. Whatever world we're in, right? yeah, whatever. World. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the world of the show, yes. in the canon of in the world of, of the show Preach. about the show about the song about the movie. <laughs> yeah. in the Chicanaverse. Yeah, so, right. There you go. So she's walking. She, or, I'm sorry. She's yeah. She's walking by, and and Danny stops breaking rocks for a second to watch her her go by with her arms around her 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 greasy boyfriend. And is there a baby in this? Does anyone have the baby? No. See, it's a flashback. So Madonna oh, went away. Sorry, yeah. I, I can't keep up with this. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted. I was imagining to. that if he was breaking breaking that rock, that his boss comes out from the actual like steel factory that he should be in. And going, hey Dan, can I get you back <laughs> in here? <laughs> what are you doing out here on the rock? Yeah, I'm, I'm on, on my break. Line. <laughs> yeah, most guys like have a smoke break or, or go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> he breaks rocks. I, I'm cool with you breaking up rocks with a sledgehammer, but uh, your breaks over. Dude. Hey pop. <laughs> I don't mean to preach, but get back to work. He's also wearing a deliberately tight wife beater, yeah. which I, I believe is supposed to show off his sexy bod. But, you know, if you've ever thought back over your, your long past, George, with with uh, Danny Aiello, he's never had a hot bod, right? No, I don't. I, he's. I'm just gonna say he's always seemed old to me. <laughs> exactly. Like, like he didn't yeah. become famous yeah. till he was like 45 or 50, or right? I mean, yeah. I don't think of him as like you know. You look at like you look at a someone who's old and 
Angela yeah, Lansbury. Yeah. Oh my God! Look with her when she was Always yeah old. young, yeah. or even a guy like uh, the old guys that were in uh, that were in uh, Trading Places. Ralph Bellamy was once handsome, and you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no thing like that with Danny Aiello. There's no. I don't think of him young. Yeah. Well, he's he's got a a, a bod that pasta built. You know what I mean? Like he's well fed. Starchy bunker. <laughs> he's got he's got an upper body that rigatoni built. <laughs> Ronnie Rotelli. Yeah, you just don't think of him. But okay. uh, anyway, for 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 people who like that sort of bod, it's it's on full display here in the wife beater. Here we go. And if you're going for this, you know, answer song, novelty kind of thing, and maybe intriguing people by the content going, oh, this is an answer to the Madonna song. Right. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to be able to hear the words? Right. Because the way it's mixed, I know, again, my sound system is shitty, but I'm pretty sure his voice is mixed super low, so you just can't hear his voice purposefully. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and I can't get over it. I mean, that, that fucking that fucking drum is like the drum from like Stacey Q's Two of Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a, a whip drum from a fucking dance floor of 1986. It's louder than the vocal, and, and that's not an exaggeration. I'm going to ask you a, a, a Damon Pipitone question. Um, in someone else's hands, is this an okay song? This doesn't sound like that bad of a song to me, the way it's written. Like, the chorus isn't bad, and it's like I could hear, you know, I don't know... Um, Who's like an actor from uh, from the eighties, like uh, Jeff Conway? Jeff Conway, D- David Soul, <laughs> David Soul. Like, could someone do a better job of this? Than it doesn't like that bad of a song to me. I mean, I can, you know, well, if if if, uh, if uh, who did he arrange? Who did uh, who did Jerry Schlock arrange for? Frankie Valley. If Frankie Valley did this, would this be a better song? Of course, yeah, it'd be. Well, of course. In yeah. a second, Frankie yeah. Valley could, you know, read uh, the uh, minutes from the Nuremberg trial. Right, like this <laughs> isn't a bad that Hooky. a bad song. There were certainly worse celebrity written songs. It's the way he's singing it, like what you're really doing, like that, Aaron. You're right. I'm like he's, you're right. This it's almost being like Fat Albert or something. <laughs> so you're saying you want the cause to sing it? I hear you. I don't know. It'd be better, maybe. Big nod from George. Big nod from George. He wants to hear a new album from the cause. Hey, listen. Cause and Fat Albert are two different things. Much like Danny in the video and Danny in real life are two different. Yeah. Papa Ciccone. Daddy Aiello. I think you're right, George. Like they could have just repurposed the song and called it, you know, based on on Danny's sexy bod. Pasta is the best for you. <laughs> and, you know, we could still, you know, repurpose the footage of him, like you know, breaking up rocks and stuff. Like, look at my strong boy who grew up tall and strong, eating pasta. Papa just wants some pasta too. <laughs> Holy shit! All right. Carrying on. <laughs> Jesus. And they didn't have a budget for lighting either, because they just he just went into a disco where he's still looking for for Madonna, and you can't see a goddamn thing that's going on. Hey, why are you checking the disco? Oh, I heard knocked up sluts hang around here. <laughs> <laughs> she likes R and B. 
So <laughs> I figure I come in here, you know. With my sunglasses, my bluesy sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I told you she looks like a Butana Diablo. <laughs> And now, for some reason, some something just went down at the at the club, but I, I can't. I honestly can't tell because a it was super dark, it's too dark, and, and b, b like whatever action just went down between the bouncers and Danny Aiello was from on the other side of the bar behind people dancing. Like you see a scuffle, <laughs> which I think is supposed to give us some some character revelation about him, and but you're they're filming from behind the bar through a, a crowded dance floor and you just see some guys moving around. That was the, so don't ask me what just happened. If, if I may, if I may go ahead and pitch an idea, I believe, I believe that probably, you know, they, the bouncers are probably at the front door. Like, sir, you can't come in here with a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to the sledgehammer. You got to check it. You got to check it. With the, with the you can't, I'm looking for my daughter. What? <laughs> this is an R&B nightclub. You want to you want to go in with that kind of motif? You go over to Oil Can Harry's with that shit. They don't watch in here, sir. Can't come in here with a sledgehammer. <laughs> this is what I use to eat pasta. <laughs> he's also fucking around a bit with Papa, and then sometimes he's Poppy. Oh I don't boy, know if you're noticing that, which puts another kind of strange mm. Bob Carlyle spin on it. But yeah, uh, right. Okay. He Carlyled it. <laughs> I Carlyled the shit out of this. And so when we went from the nondescript something just happened scene in the in the bar, it it uh, crossfades into him now in his army surplus jacket, be, be beating up a punching bag in a, in a gym. And then he hugs it. He's like, "Oh, bag." <laughs> he has his army jacket on while he's punching the bag. Got no oh, you work out. my jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> he's upset he's upset about losing his girl he's upset about not being able to find his girl and he's upset about da nang <laughs> <laughs> he is hugging it <laughs> he, he, he's, he's really hugging the, the bag he can't fight it anymore he still loves her that's his thing he's still his little baby girl that's literally can't fight it see what you yeah. did George yeah I, I did yeah I know listen the pain, he's fighting the pain himself love. yeah <laughs> All right, I'm sorry that I'm narrating this video, but it's it's so fucking ludicrous. Now, now he's in a church praying on his knees, and I believe he might even be singing the lyrics. Yeah, he's but, saying, Papa made the same mistake, by the way. So he's he's saying that I own? did this. Yeah, I got I, my, me, I got my old lady knocked up. He, so he like his anger was coming from, he's in the world of the show, he's saying his, his anger and frustration came from, do as I say, not as I do. Because I did this too. But in the PDPU, which is the Papa Don't Preach universe. Okay. Yeah. Universe. <laughs> that, that means that, like, he's, if he's saying Papa made the same mistake, that means the girl he's singing to is a mistake. Yeah. Right? 
Right? But he, but he, but yeah, I don't fucking, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who are you going to trust? If he's fucking, this wandering yeller running around town uh, in his fucking, uh, 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 what's the guy, I keep wanting to say, uh, 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 Travis Bickle jacket, like, like a freak. Yeah. He's a, look, he's a neighborhood guy. He has a sledgehammer. He's got a, uh, he's got an army jacket. He likes to box. But he's a devout, devout Christian too, Catholic. <laughs> he's always popping in, un, un asked into. Uh, we got a dress code in here. You can't bring that into this R and B nightclub. <laughs> well, just uh, for, just for the record, for consistency, he's as he's praying in the in the church, he's still wearing the bickle. Yeah, you know that thing doesn't come off, except you know, when he they, shows off his his wife beater bod. <laughs> they're doing wardrobe. I think my guy wears a bickle. <laughs> I think somebody, my guy wears a some, pickle. Someone bring me a, uh, a wardrobe rack of pickles. I want to choose one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Key change. Key change. Thank you. He's just still in the bickle looking around. He's just wandering the streets and looking so around. So I guess he does this like he works third shift maybe. Like when does he have time to do this bickling? Yeah. Out in, out in the world. I, will, I won't sleep till I find the <laughs> Big Apple. This the good thing for me, this town never sleeps. Does, does, she, does, she, does he come home and his wife goes, hey, dumbass, she moved to Dallas. She's living a life over there. <laughs> She's not even in here. <laughs> She's down in Florida with Jimmy. <laughs> Put some corduroys in a button up on, would you please? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stop with the looking. Come on. <laughs> Let me wash that thing. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> All right. And we've still got almost a minute left, even though this feels no. it's, feels like it's winding down. But I guess we got to get to the, the big payoff that Aaron's uh, promised us. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. All right. And he's lip syncing at this point for, you know, just outwardly. Right. In the world of the song, he can no longer contain it. As a uh, as a God narrator that only the people hear, he wants to let you know that he's singing it himself because he feels it so deeply. Do you, yeah. do you think he was confused on the set? Like, okay, am I singing this song or I'm not <laughs> singing this song? Because I'm the guy, but then she's not here. So what? Am I singing this song? He turns like, around to he's like, I can't even remember what I was so upset about. <laughs> Am I singing while breaking up rocks? <laughs> Am I mad at the rock too? Is that- He's just doing quotes. Am I Danny when I'm singing or am I Danny? <laughs> Who's wearing the bickle? <laughs> All right. He wants to be proud of the things you do. Uh-oh. Aaron, I, th- I think we just got <laughs> go- dumb ghost wife. Yeah. Well, yes. it's... Yes, but... Is there more after this? 
Yeah, right. right. When is it done? The freeze frame yet? No, no. Okay, keep so going. We'll, uh, to- all right, before we get to the freeze frame, I think I do need to explain to George what just happened. Yeah. So the the mother, who's Madonna's mother, it's his wife mm-hmm. right. from earlier in the in the flashbacks, who died apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, she now has appeared while well, he's kind of looking off into the New York, you know, uh, skyscape. This a, a ghost of his wife's head that just appeared above him and floated down towards him. Did he hit it with a sledgehammer? <laughs> Stop haunting me. It's a missing persons kind of deal, but also supernatural. Really? <laughs> Still totally forgotten what I was so upset about the guy being so in the first place. Am I seeing the ghost or is the character seeing the ghost? <laughs> Is the ghost real? Can anyone else see it but me? <laughs> Am I alone in this delusion? What? What's my motivation? I don't Be know, Danny. This me. is your idea. I, what is your motivation? I fucking have no idea. If I made a mistake, is the ghost also a slut because she got pregnant from me? And then what am I mad about? Why don't... <laughs> Confused, Ali. Hello. <laughs> uh, all right, so there's no freeze frame yet, but the ghost has just kind of floated down to him. So let's see where this goes. Yeah, they they didn't want this song to end. This is like the seventh yeah. go round on this yeah, chorus. Yeah. Because you know the kids are going to be dancing at the R and B club to this. Of course, yeah, with that drum. Yeah, you can't stay off the dance floor. Keep it rolling. Thing. Yeah. That's what pros do. Yeah. yeah, I dare you not to dance to this song is what, is what, I'm, <laughs> is what I will say. I think I'm going to vomit into my trumpet on the Rose Parade floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much it makes you want to boogie. Go again. Well, I, I'm confused. And so he, she did see it through. Isn't that what he? I just want you to see it through. Yeah, I think that he's reflecting on like, look, I know that I was angry, but I want to hold the baby, your baby, in my arms. See it through, meaning like move on with your life with this child. You know, he looks all over the map. Who are you going to trust? I don't. I'm, I don't. I'm trying to grasp onto something in this presentation. He's knee, he's, yeah, he's knee deep in, in, in muddled thoughts and pasta fajoul. <laughs> and cement block shards. <laughs> so we just got the freeze frame. Now, what's the payoff? The, the payoff. The ghost? He's he's singing it with the New York skyline in the background. And then suddenly this arm kind of reaches in from off screen and puts its hand on his shoulder. I'm going to presume it's Madonna. Yeah, that's the implication. That's what I believe, too, is that, like, she heard that this lunatic father of hers was running around all over town. And so and she wanted to make sure he hadn't lost it and needed to be hospitalized. So she just shows <laughs> him, right. like, Dad, would you please? Dad, I'm begging you not to go for another round on this. Could you sign this power of attorney, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Worried about you, Dad. Here's some, here's some jello. <laughs> Take it easy, Jeez. would you? <laughs> so, no chance that arm was the ghost just showing up again. Oh, by the way, I forgot. I left the oven on. <laughs> I think I think that it's supposed to be Madonna. Is, 
Right, exactly. But here's the funny thing. Like, we've we've established earlier that see they fucked up their own their own PDPU because you could have just had the girl in the in the middle in the uh, that he mistook for Madonna in right. the in the middle of the video. Like, just kind of look like her from the back, and then and then she turns around. But she's wearing that black and white striped shirt. So you're obviously thinking, oh, that's the Madonna from the video. That's what she was wearing in the, in, in the PDP video. Mm-hmm. So now an arm comes in with just a black sleeve on. Which, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, well, it's I, not the black and white sleeve. Because then, then in, this, in this video, in the PDPU, we're now thinking it's the fake Madonna reaching into the <laughs> they, got lo- they got lost what? in she their She changed. Own. What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> now it's night. Wait, should she have a bickle on too? <laughs> Maybe she should have one. <laughs> Papa, don't share. Papa, don't share. <laughs> And I, what I'm, what I'm, what I uh, am upset about as well is that dude, this whole thing is the whole thing's about a baby. There's no one had, no one. He never picks a baby up or gets to see the baby or, and no. that would be the ending, wouldn't it? That, yeah, they, they could have done that where it'd be happier, but instead it's just this weird sort of like you do, you don't know if he's just insane and 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 imagining that he's been rescued from his psychotic reverie, you know, or or. You know, it would have been nicer to see him with a baby, I suppose. But, like, what what lunatic would have said, yeah, it's okay to use my baby on your video shoot, Danny Aiello? <laughs> well, I just I, – I, we could have got a stunt baby. That's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just – I'm con- I'm confused by what – now, was he, was he sly like a fox and just, like, did, is the whole motivation behind this that he wants to latch on to the Madonna train? And well, did a lot I, of people – is this a hit song? It couldn't have been. No. No. Okay. <laughs> a, a, def, a defined no. In fact, I believe that I'll bet you anything that Madonna's people fell down on him like a big goony bird and said, you're not going to do shit with this. The Did implication, she respond we don't want ever you or anything anywhere. about it? I, mean, I, I never even knew the song existed until a short while ago. Is so it on like, any record label? Like no, a, and nor is it on any of the three records that he's currently selling. It's so not my on guess Pasta is, Fajul Records. It's not on a real... <laughs> no. like, <laughs> Some Danny Aiello funded thing. It's not on, you know. Well, my my guess is that Dan, Danny Aiello brings it to you live from Atlantic City, uh, and and uh, Blues for Two, and I just want to hear the lyrics uh, are all on a <laughs> Aiello Records. So this wasn't distributed or anything, or you know, on a okay. Well, I mean, they made a video, and like it's a known thing, but I think it might be a known thing, Georgie, because of just YouTube. So like, oh, I think okay. that it was shoved away, like put away i'd like to hear from any of our viewers i mean really ever but like <laughs> about this <laughs> like, once. had you ever heard this no i, I didn't i know I, I barely remember the papa don't preach video other than i now remember he was in it mm-hmm. and it was kind papa. of a not a big deal but like i remember seeing it and think oh wow they got like they could have got this any you know you know pudgy italian to be her father but they got danny aiello who yeah, i think i might actor, know his yeah. name then like yeah, like oh, I recognize that guy. Wow, they got him. They must have had a lot of money here. Yeah, this know, is after yeah. he had won an Emmy on television, yeah. and then later he was nominated for an Academy Award. So like, <laughs> what the fuck? Danny the actor, the real Danny, not the not the right. Danny in the PDPU. Um, he's he's joined his ghost wife in the sky, hasn't yes. he? Yes. He's no longer yeah. with us. Yeah, okay. exactly. so we can't so. Yeah. we can't get his perspective on this. No, no. And I think he was probably asked politely by, uh, you know, Dewey Cheatham and Howe to not say anything about it <laughs> at all. The, the thing is, though, like, what they don't really have a right to shut him down. There's no he didn't 
you know, the songs don't sound the same. They use the same Vanished. keyboard sounds, I Cons- think. But. Considering how massive Madonna was and how big that particular song was, it should have existed in the zeitgeist at least a little bit. Yeah. And the yeah, fact right. that it yeah. didn't was, and there were fucking 72 videos only that were being shown even in 1986. So like it would have come up. Yeah. And it never came up. It could at least exist in a Bruder Randolini kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I mean, to that point exactly. Like, we knew about Bruno. Yeah. You know, and that song, da 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 da. Do you, I don't know if you guys see, here's a, here's a good question for you guys. Uh, do you remember the answer song to Billie Jean? No. There mm-hmm. was a song, and it's clearly because she says, I'm Billie Jean. It's called Superstar superstar you know just who you are and it's got the same drum beat the same almost the same bass part i mean it sounds oh i forget some some fucking you know nameless faceless singer but in fact i listened to that as a potential torture song i'm like this is actually a pretty good song it's not great (laughs) by any stretch it's dumb but you there's no way we could get like a full episode out of it but the point is like you guys don't remember it and i remember it just only because for whatever reason it was sizzling for like a day and a half people cared that have you heard the the michael jackson billy jean answer song and then no one cared after that it's a testament to how huge the stars were is that and that's why i believe that there was some sort of like legal thing holding this back because that's like like to even have a tertiary relationship or an attachment to michael jackson was going to be worth something for a moment and then the lawyers came, but it was a known thing. People knew about it. Like, I I know what you're talking about. I don't know the song. But I didn't know anything about this. Yeah. And, fa- and it makes even less sense now that I do know something about it. <laughs> yeah. I had a clearer picture of, of Danny Aiello's answer to Madonna before I'd ever heard of it. <laughs> there should We should do a documentary about this to get the bottom of it. Like, interview people. And maybe interview some ghosts. I don't know. I wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, who's the kid who does all the goddamn documentaries, the 37 hours of goddamn baseball, and here's yeah, why right. I love the Civil War? That guy. Get him. Yeah, oh, uh, Ken Burns. Ken, Ken Burns. Burns. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get Ken Burns on the you – know, yeah. I, I think I would like to see um, uh, Victor Lumberg and um, Danny sit down and have a conversation <laughs> over some ham and bourbon. Yeah, because yeah. both of their songs are about their kids. Right? Trying to be good yeah. fathers. and you know, Dopey right? kids. They just It's called Dopey Kids, am I right? <laughs> the kids these days. <laughs> Victor knows what I'm talking about. Come on, let's go break some rocks. <laughs> you know what I do? Take the edge off? Glue? No. Glue? No. Ham? No. Episode three, This Generation. <laughs> hey, Vic, go get your pickle. Let's break some rocks. <laughs> uh, there you go. That's it. That's it. That's, it. That's more than enough. Okay. All right. <laughs> More than enough torturing for Damon. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Two completely pointless songs. <laughs> I mean, neither of these ha- have to exist. I believe both were, you know, were made behind the the decision making curtain of cocaine. Does it upset you as an Italian American, Damon? <laughs> yeah, Damon. <laughs> Do you think she should have kept the baby? <laughs> I mean, because you got two Italian Americans really being yelled at all all show long. It's, I imagine it's upsetting to you. Sly, Sly Danny, you. Sly. Yeah. What do you think? What do you? Think? I think, yeah, I'm I'm ashamed for my people. So, all right. Well, I gotta I gotta think about these two in in their kind of globally each like as a song as a message as a the the point behind it i think george may have sealed his own fate today 
because the fact that you kept pointing out that that Casio drum beat that was going on, yeah, sort of like that's where I start with with Papa's got a slutty daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, like, that's just bad, and then it gets it rolls down the hill worse and worse and worse. See, the thing with the Dolly song is, A, if Dolly was singing, I think I said this while it was going on, if Dolly sang this by itself, by herself, it wouldn't be a bad song. As bad, yeah. As bad. As bad. As bad. As bad. As bad. Right, right, right. <laughs> Meaning it's a, it was a catchy melody because right. Dolly right. writes catchy melodies. The production was good. Am I wrong about that? The production was spent, the production sounded like it's somebody spent money on it. Yeah. Yes. It was a professional band, and right. and you know, except for the decision to bring Oscar the Grouch in there <laughs> to sing along with her, <laughs> you know, the, 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 to me it sounded like a professionally made song. This 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 Danny's Aiello PDPU song sounds like, <laughs> and I'm not joking. That snare sound is a like one of the earliest Casios I've had. I think I might even still have it somewhere. <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> 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 that sounds like Oscar the Crust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it. Yeah, it's a trash can lid. It's totally a trash can lid. <laughs> right. So, so, and then like the the him having thinking he has some sort of message to to say to Madonna when he really was just hopping on this. I don't think anyone cared about Papa Don't Preach at that point. Let alone his his whatever his take on it was. Yeah, everyone moved on. Everyone moved on. <laughs> Except so we got Dan. We, we do have two bad singers, two two bad WAP singers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that that they're kind of like they both check that box. But uh, yeah, I think I got to go with uh, with Aaron and, and Danny Aiello and Papa Papa's ashamed of his. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't like my song. <laughs> <laughs> Papa's got a brand new bickle. <laughs> So there you go. I will only think of that as a bickle now. The winner takes it all. Takes it all. I was thinking about the, the Dolly song, and I wonder if like Dolly was like had really cold feet. Uh, about like I don't even know why I'm doing this movie. Oh my god! You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a melody so asinine that Sly won't be able to do it. It, it won't make any sense. Yeah, that it's going to be all over the place. You won't be able to do it, and then they'll just say fuck this whole thing. Right? She's this contractually obli- obligated to to participate in this thing. She's like, oh, they'll just let me let me out of the contract. No, yeah, Mike Nichols is gone. I'm just going to write a lunatic song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll just put the whole thing to bed. She said she loved it. She, you know, she never said bad anything. She, she loved how funny he was, and they could barely get through scenes. And and I think she wanted to fuck him. <laughs> That's what the whole and thing. And I sliced th- charming. She wrote a yeah. whole song about how they're that they're fuck buddies. Why would you write that song? It has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. They're not fuck buddies in the in the movie. It it, it has nothing to do with it. I think it was coming out of real life because they had nothing to hang their hat on. Yeah, they're trying to build up some heat. Yeah, and it just for an ice cold movie. Well, yeah, and that and that that certainly that outro certainly helped. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. Hey, what are you doing yeah. later? I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm a cab driver. What? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I I'm gonna look at those tits. <laughs> hey, speaking of taxi driver, nice pickle. Oh, <laughs> broadcasting. <laughs> I can't believe that our songs were so similar, George. It's, uh, it's, I, I don't know why I'm surprised. It's how the Gatmos work. 
It's Italian actors that, from the right. Department of Italian Actors that shouldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> Not every Italian needs to sing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's carry on here and get some uh, Majel action rolling. Let's see what she has to say about all this. Majel, fill us in. Please. Sorbet. Mental douche. <laughs> Fuck. All right. So, I, I barely just grazed up against Thanksgiving for my choice, because I did try to do a lot of thank you songs or whatever, and I just, I just couldn't do it. So, I was thinking, like, okay, what are words that have to do with Thanksgiving? And I was thinking, well, carving, like carving a turkey or something. But then I, <laughs> I, then I went, well, there's this song, which is, by the way, this is a, a beautiful fucking song from 19... The album was in 1989, and uh, the single was released in 1990. And uh, I, I'm not... Uh, I, the only thing I regret is that it's not, <laughs> it's not any closer to Thanksgiving than, that, than I could get it right here. So instead of carving your turkey, you might want to do this. <laughs> nice. Cuts you up. I just... Never get sick of this song. Yeah, it's hard. To, it, yeah. It's hard to beat. It's so vibey. It's vibey as fuck. Like, it's 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 great. It's always great. It's made it onto probably sixty percent of the playlists I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> did did uh, Sweet Sixty Nine ever do this one? No, and it's a missed opportunity. Get the band back together. <laughs> it would be it would be it would be good for, for my this. range. Yeah, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fucking great song. Yeah, the the that violin is a so fucking haunting. And I have a story right. about the violin actually. Um but we'll get we'll get to it. oh for people who don't know this is Peter Murphy, uh former singer of Bauhaus and st- you know actually still I guess they've gotten back together in the last couple of years. But uh he was in the goth band Bauhaus and now he's solo on this and this is a song called Cuts You Up. Here we go. I'll, I'll give you more info as we go. It's obvious to say, but I mean, all of these guys from his generation of kind of gothy, new wave, dark, whatever you call it, dark pop, all right. all, all just worshipped at the altar of Bowie, right? Oh yeah, that's Bowie and Iggy Pop. Yeah, they're they're doing the they're you know they're dwelling in that space and and happy to. That's why I like yeah. most about it. It's such a Bowie sounding song. That's what I one of the yeah. things I love about it. It's so funny to me. It really feels like I re- have memories of this. From high school, but you say it came out in 80, 89, 90? So well, it was right, right at the end of high school? Like, I feel like I heard it with you in high school, <laughs> but you were gone at that point. I agree, too. Yeah. I agree about that. It sounds like it's something something earlier. Like, if you told me it's 1983, I'd believe you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, there's a chance, Aaron, that, like, maybe K-Rock, because well, the album came out in 89, so maybe K-Rock started playing it before it was a sing- oh, an officially okay. released well, that single. that makes sense. 
Oh, that makes sense. So you say that it came out as a single in 90. Did you say that or did I? Yeah, I did say that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it came out, maybe they, maybe it didn't get officially released until 90, but it was done. But K-Rock just jumped on it. Yeah. And, and I listened to a couple other God, songs. That's a great song off this album just to see what i thought of them and they were pretty good there was one that was weird i mean because you were talking about he's influenced by bowie and uh iggy pop this one song that he that it was like a, the single before this um and uh, what is it called this wasn't the first single no this was like the second i think so there's a song he released before this and and in in the verses he sounded like leonard cohen and then when the chorus came out i kid you not when he, he like kind of lifted his voice into that into the higher register, he sounded like fucking Neil Diamond, and I'm not saying that facetiously. <laughs> it, 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 right. So this guy <laughs> had gravitas, a, gravitas, baritone. Yeah, exactly. Because Neil right. Neil Diamond actually sang in a high range, but had that that kind of depth to his voice, right? Right. Yeah. And and so yeah. this Peter Murphy, I think, maybe doesn't get enough credit as a vocalist because he has a lot of versatility, and you wouldn't know it from Bauhaus, but I think from some of this stuff, he's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, him, Ricky Butler, there was a handful of guys who did that really, really well, and they really, really loved David Bowie and Iggy. And I was always happy to hear when Iggy did, or when Bowie didn't have a problem with those guys. Like, Bowie had a real big problem with uh, Gary Newman, but he liked, (laughs) he liked, he liked Richard Butler and the Psychfers, and he liked, and he liked uh, Bauhaus specifically. Um, so it's interesting to me, but like, I know, like he really didn't like Gary <laughs> You know, on, uh, on the other end of it, I, I always think that, that it's, it seems so obvious that like Smashing Pumpkins and Billy are influenced by this. And then mm-hmm. you hear him talk, he goes, no, I love Van Halen. And you're like, what? No, <laughs> you sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it really is. Just like, like this. this. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a band sound too. It's a band sound. Like there's no, like. It's a real live band, and it's fun. It's somehow like gets turned around in my mind that dark music and moody music was made with computers, and I know that's not true, but like it's it's a funny reminder right. when suddenly it pops out. Like this is just a band playing. Totally yeah, acoustics. There's a fucking you know regular drum. Yeah, it's fucking great. It re- and it and because of that, it sounds very timeless. In fact, I'm having a hard time dating it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though I, I just told you. Yeah, I you know, yeah. and that's the thing too is I I now having this feeling that that in 1989 it was even it felt like that the heyday or at least the heyday I knew of it the beginning of K Rock was over and I remember hearing this song and thinking like yeah this is what K Rock used to be like and it's right, not like right. this yeah, anymore that's, that's what's fucking with my head that, yeah that's and exactly it's not like this there. anymore mm-hmm. yeah right. that's what I the feeling I remember about this song it's a Mandela effect. I'm convinced that I heard this in the early art of the 80s. <laughs> and I'll say this much about the, the rhythm track. It, I, I like the snare drum a lot. It's it's no Aiello. No. No. You know, it's no but... Oscar the Grouch trash can lid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the drums in this, in fact, I Joey can tell me if I'm right about this. There's a few songs that you don't, you can't really place the, the drum sound, like how they get that sound. And I almost feel like he's playing Blastics, which for people who don't know are those yeah, kind of that? like... You know, they're, they're almost like this little um, bundle of of little tiny uh, sticks as pieces. a stick. Yeah, tiny. Oh, oh, oh that of... like a stick, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, blast sticks, right? Blast yeah, sticks, right. right. And then they're I kind of wrapped together up with tape. Right. And, yeah. And and so I I almost think the guy from uh, 
from Oasis plays those on like Wonderwall and stuff too. I could be wrong. Mm. Someone, oh, the dude, there he is playing sticks. But I, always, I feel like the the softness of the of the hit on the snare right. sounds like Blastics to me. And so, mm. um, you tell me if if you agree. But uh, anyway, so the the thing you guys were saying about how you know this this is a band playing and everything, I, and this is going to sound a little bit not not so like him sounding like Neil Diamond, but. I was I was sort of as I was listening to this going okay acoustic guitar live drums uh kind of a folky instrument going on mm-hmm. this is almost like a, a connection and by the way minor key as well um with a very distinctive voiced lead singer this almost has like an REM like across the pond answer to REM very hmm. much so and the church as well the same Australia. kind of vibe yeah. uh under the milky way uh, yeah but yeah I wouldn't have picked out REM but you're a 1000% right yeah, and this predates Losing My Religion, but so maybe they were listening to him. But uh, this does sound, this isn't too dissimilar from uh, a song off an earlier REM album, the Green album, and the song was called World Leader Pretend. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I don't know. Could have been like cross pollination going on there, you hmm. know? Yeah. So, okay, carrying on. Yeah. Look me up, get me out. Never shout Hold the secret close I hear you say Got leading into this chorus That melody and then just The chord changes are so fucking good yeah. and, the drum, and the drum riff I love it Yeah <laughs> Yeah back to the violin now yeah. a little funny anecdote we're listening to the like five minute version which is the album version they made a radio edit of this song yeah and i listened to the edit and i went what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong what did they do here what they did was they cut out the first chorus and the second verse completely and went after the first chorus they they uh went straight into the bridge which comes comes later and so you never go back to that violin part until the very end of the song. And I'm right. like, that the best part of the song is coming out of that that kind of big chorus and it just, you know, kind of folds back down into the quiet part with the violin playing over the top of it. Like it's like it got that melancholy that's so fucking perfect. And they edited yeah. it out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what what are you doing? But what's funny is is you just said that and I thought that was it sounded funny to me right there i think i know the single version oh okay because <laughs> i thought wait what happened is he gonna go into the isn't he gonna go in the cuts you up part there is <laughs> no that yeah the it, one it doesn't aaron, yeah aaron and i grew up listening to the i'm assuming aaron did too the the long version right yeah I mean, yeah no this is the one yeah. that i'm f- comfortable with uh but it's uh yeah it's 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 a that i fucking love that about the 80s that's the other thing when the 80s are doing the 80s right you said that word a second ago. Melancholy. Melancholy was okay and, in fact, encouraged. Yeah. Right. It was really in a different way than like the melancholy of the grunge scene. <laughs> or Vince Guaraldi. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's more like Geraldi, I suppose. But like, yeah, but, but like there was, it was totally encouraged. Like, I mean, Depeche Mode made a beautiful dollar yeah. on, on that. And then that, that whole scene. I love it. I love well, it. Like Lords of the New Church and, 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 and all those dudes. It was all right. I guess that's goth, right? So like it's, it's uh, you know, the cure, that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Even when they do upbeat numbers. Right, yeah. So, sounds like somebody's also crying. <laughs> Love cats is a little sad. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh yeah, okay. So oh so I thought it was poetic that um after the, the whoever this editor is who cut that beautiful part out, you know, needs to be put on trial for crimes against humanity, but I thought it was kind of poetic that he butchered a song called Cuts You Up. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, carrying on. <laughs> Yeah, so George, you never heard this lo- this kind of beautiful second verse, and then he hits the chorus again before that part you thought was coming up. I, I feel like the ones that I had on my mixtapes w- wasn't the long one. Yeah, I feel like it was the shorter one. Well, that's what's great about Aaron Loathing. We we uh, kind of write the past wrongs of history. Yeah. We do the long ones, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Got plenty of tape. <laughs> well, turn your handle like Dolly Parton. <laughs> Thank you. Called it back. Here we go. And the other thing you never got to hear if you only heard the radio edit was in this verse, there's a little metallic keyboard going do, 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 do. It's fucking perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a full on hook too. Yeah. Alright, here we go. We'll cut the thick and break the thin. No sound break, no moment clear. When all the doubts are crystal clear, crashing hard into the secret wing. You know the way it twists and and then this chorus is different lyrics than the first chorus, which is another yeah. thing that George... Well, actually, I think you've never heard the first chorus before, because that's the one they cut out. They went right to this, I guess. Yeah, yeah, on the single. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, I don't want to belabor it, but if it's a it's a kind of a travesty that, that everyone thinks... And you know, speaking of Travis that single, Pickle. that's... <laughs> um, this single, the, I guess the edit that George is used to, is was his biggest hit. Um, yeah. It made the number 44 on the Billboard chart, but it was number one on the U.S. alternative music charts. So, uh, and, well, actually, I'm sorry. The song being number one on the U.S. alternative made the album go to number 44 on the Billboard chart. Sorry about that. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about because <laughs> <laughs> it was a number one alternative music edit and people like that edit. But I, I don't know. I think they could have left the middle part in it. It still would have been as big a hit as far as I'm concerned. I love the fact that they like. I, I bet you that there was probably some. I mean, he was already a big enough star in his way, but like to hold the line on actually using a violin as opposed to you know you could have quote unquote currented it up by just having that be a keys, yeah, uh, a, a keys line. But like it loses so much, and what a difference between that and like there's a lot of faces on a violin. <laughs> One in the wrong hands, it becomes a fiddle. <laughs> Can I tell you a story about the violin? Yeah. That, that actually doesn't sure. it doesn't uh really negate what you just said, but that is a sample. 
Nice. I think it's a sampled violin. I mean, I guess they were oh, so like it, in... you played played it on keys, uh, sampled violin. Yeah, sound. they he nice. they brought in a viola player for some reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe they wanted that kind of lower sound than the violin. Right, right, right. And so there's again, may probably a version out there with a viola, a real live human playing it. But uh, they just decided, like, look, because Peter Murphy did this whole demo basically at home with the sampled violin and they just thought it was a better sound <laughs> than the real, it's real human. Rad, dude. It sounds so good. It's yeah. so like, it's so vibey and melancholy. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. And, the, mm-hmm. and then when, every time they come back to that violin, it's just so fucking soothing to me. I don't know why. More so than that. Goddamn you, the uke, <laughs> not the ukulele, but the mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> losing my religion. Not again. I like it fine, but it's 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 it in, it's a little insistent. <laughs> it's a little proud of itself. Yeah, this this sample violin just sits right back right where it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, because I don't know. I, I mean I just hear it, baby. Just use me, don't use me. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I got my bickle on, I'm looking for my daughter. I don't care. <laughs> I got bigger props. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got rocks to break. Yeah, if you, you don't shut that damn violin down, I'm gonna hit it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> I'm in a Chicone, a blind Chicone rage. Hey, hey, hey! You want to hear the violin uh, sample I got in my Casio here? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's right next to the drum. Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Sounds like the drum. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. Yeah, so this was the part that they went right into after that first yeah. chorus. Such right. a huge yep. fucking part right there. God yep. damn it. Yeah, talk <laughs> so about a massive. bridge doing its job. Yeah. yeah. You know, taking the song to a different place. Mm-hmm. And then and then when they come back to the violin, yeah. it's like it just it gets settles into a right weird, back like, in. Echo and the Bunnymen moment here. Oh, it's, for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I didn't send you guys because they don't they're very ambiguous right so there's I didn't they weren't really resonating me with me emotionally other than that they're like kind of like perfectly suited for the song which is kind of like icy detached kind of song you know but there are a few good lines from this like that I just thought fit the mood perfectly I'll just it's very few so I mean all of them are really good don't get me wrong but these ones kind of stuck out to me uh you pour yourself over me like the sun through the blinds that's a great image Mm -hmm. uh 
Hold the secret close, I hear you say. Uh, to follow it, you must be clean with mistakes that you do mean. And calling like a distant wind through the zero hour will walk. And crashing hard into the secret wind. I mean, that's just like puts you in a weird mood. You know, those lyrics, right. they're, they're very like, this guy's out in the middle of the desert or something, you know? Yeah, it's clearly the guy who was scaring me with Bella Lugosi's dead. It's like, this guy's a freak. He's <laughs> yeah. getting into some different shit. He's in like a windswept Baskerville town. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm lucky I'm not scared of him like I was David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say that, that, that I'm now experiencing being a, a, a young man and that there's also something to me about this song that was hopeful and it's kind of a driving song. Yeah. Like I picture myself driving and listening to this and feeling hopeful or good about my life that something would get better or there's something hopeful about it to me. It's a fucking, it's the power of fucking K-Rock. It's a beautiful song. And then K-Rock puts you in a good mood back in the day. You know, yeah. it's fucking true. And it, the song keeps coming back, you know, because it, it'll leave the melancholy for a little bit and go into like an uplifting part, whether it's the bridge or even the chorus with that creepy backup vocal is still mm-hmm. sort of uplifting. Um, and it just it's taking you through these different moods, which is kind of like I see what George is saying, like, oh, I feel good. Oh, I'm kind of a little bit bummed again. But hey, you know, <laughs> it sounds corny, but isn't that life? That's life. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it just occurred to me when he goes into la 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 when he goes into that part, it's almost don't you forget about me. Like <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say so, like it yeah. that part did remind me of like a simple mind song. You yeah. pinpointed the one exactly, yeah. but I was I was thinking that same thing myself. So Aaron just met, mentioned Bela Lugosi's Dead, which look, you guys, I know I'm I'm uh, cut from the K Rock cloth, but that's that's a fucking ridiculously stupid song. Am I am I crazy or, or what? I never liked as much as this one. <laughs> yeah, right. I could have used an edit of that. I, I like. I like what I love. I love that there was a moment in time where that was supposed to happen. You know, I, I just fucking love it. That's one of the things about the eighties. Like, I don't need to. I don't need to hear all of Warm Leatherette either. But I'm happy that it existed in a very deep way. You yeah. know, I'm very pleased that it happened and it was on the most powerful radio station on the West Coast at the time. You know, I love it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I guess a lot of people say that Bella Lugosi's dead sort of invented goth. Yeah, you know, yeah, in that way, yeah, yeah. Which you know you're grateful for because there's a lot of great goth music, but it existing itself just seems like a it's a really just long, it's stupid very song. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's just got a vibe. It's got a vibe, you know, and it's <laughs> uh, it's a it's like a it's a it's a soundtrack to a very very long intro to a movie. You know? <laughs> yeah, like are we in the club yet? Like I get I get it. We're setting it up. We're setting it up. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a we got a, a ways to go on this song. So, and it's very long. So maybe at some point I'll play it, and then in Magic Edit Town I'll just kind of fade it out as we're talking. But here we go. <laughs> okay. got another minute 20 to go so as we're talking here maybe you'll, you'll hear the song fading out <laughs> that's thanksgiving for you there's 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 plenty to go around yeah that's right there's leftovers like we Helping. can come back next episode and listen to the last minute and 21 seconds you'll sure. still be hearing that one on a sandwich with mustard 
You're hearing that one, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> but you Woods. could if it were playing. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, folks and lads. We tried our best doing a Thanksgiving episode. We didn't really try our best at all. <laughs> it, was, it was like zero effort. Was you, gave it the, you tried minutes. for 12 you gave minutes. It 12 minutes. Yeah. No, you gave it 12 minutes. What? <laughs> it's almost as long as Bella Lugosi's did. <laughs> it's about as long as it takes uh, Thanksgiving to take place. That was always my quarrel with it. you got to fly 2,000 miles across the country, <laughs> and it basically takes about 12 minutes to eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in in uh, retrospect, I probably shouldn't have been listening to Bela Lugosi's Dead while compiling my brackets <laughs> as a soundtrack. You know, I want to thank you for many things, but especially this is that I never heard Neil Diamond in this, and now I do. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, and some 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 of the notes or the vibes he hit, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Neil Diamond. You're right. You're right. And, and it makes me think of um of uh. You know the the uh, movie in Hawaii with Jason Segel and forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah. And where he says to him, "It's like it's like a I was listening to all this dross on her on her iPod, and then I came upon this thing. It was like a like a gothic Neil Diamond, and it was you." <laughs> and he, I thought this is what this is what it that's what this sounds like a gothic Neil Got, Diamond. Yeah, <laughs> who knew? You're right. I, I found the name of the song in my in my notes, by the way, where it's he's gothic Neil Diamond. It's called "Strange Kind of Love." I believe it was a single before this one. And yeah. the verse, he sounds like Leonard Cohen, and on the chorus, he sounds like Neil Diamond. Yeah, right. yeah, I never heard that. You, I never would have thought of that. But now, yeah. I even in this song, I hear it a little bit. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, Peter Murphy, a little uh, sorbet for you. Cuts you up, as you should be doing with your food today. And remember yeah. to uh, chew carefully and save room for dessert. <laughs> Who says you're not trying to tie it into the holiday? Sorry, guys. Can I have the floor for a minute? How about we just all go around the room and, and say what we're thinking? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Sorry, sure. guys. I want to get serious for a moment. Um, <laughs> if we get all this. <laughs> I am thankful for my Gitmo bros. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Full stop. That's it. Done. <laughs> and we are, of course, thankful for our fans who listen to Ear and Loathing. This is what, episode 36? Is that what we said? It is. Yeah, so if, if you do have a dopey uncle who forces you to say something, you just say, I love my Gitmos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? Jesus. So, yeah, I guess we will wrap up episode 36, and it's been another fun adventure at Ear and Loathing. We are the Gitmo Bros. We are the number one rockers forever, even with full bellies. And we will see all of you good people next week on episode 37. Goodbye. Goodbye. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like gobbledygook to me gobbledygook to me <laughs> ear and loathing I reserve the right to yell at you after I hear the final version mom take it easy lower it I don't I'm not going to lower it I have to do this now I don't mind you playing it but lower it tune in next week for more ear and loathing end transmission goodbye goodbye